Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howe. And this is Joy Pachan, show we come and talk all things movies, television, entertainment, and news and this this week especially. Uh, this, well, of course, this being a big time in you know American politics, which we will get to. We will get to that in just a second. We decided to take a look, look at a political movie, and we got the American president, which in hindsight was kind of perfect, actually. <laughs> How that lined up was uh, kind of crazy. Yeah, which, we'll, we'll, again, we'll get to that later in the show. But, uh, you know, we just started to do with the you know, trailer talker, a view corner. But, I mean, we kind of have to go into <laughs> we kind of have to go into the election up, up top just because it, this is this is the biggest news, well, at least in, in our country, maybe in the world right now. So we probably just should just get it out of the way right now. So, yeah, as most people probably know, uh, this was election week. It's usually election night, but they could this one took so long to put away. So long to put away. <laughs> It's um, shades of 2000. I remember watching the 2000 election uh, when Bush that, ran against Gore. That, that one was um, like, what December. That one, what that was, what November, and then it, yeah, they didn't get it out to like what, yeah, December. It was like I, I think it was, I believe it was like six weeks contested because of the uh, Florida votes and stuff like that. So I had shades of the 2000 election kind of written all over it. Yeah. But uh, this one uh, encompassed many, many, many states. Yeah, this at least one. six or at least six or seven states. Yeah, this one was this one like like <laughs> just to give you if, in case you don't know, uh, in case you don't know, you're a foreign listener. Our elections began on Tuesday, and Saturday, as recording this, it just got called. So yes, as as you know, uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump were running for president against each other, and it was finally called this morning. Thank God, because I don't know what would have said if it wasn't. Uh, it was called this morning, Joe Biden. It looks like Joe Biden is going to be the next president of the United States. Thank God. <laughs> what what shocks me though is, what shocks me is how not how like how close of a race it was. I remember seeing like really yeah. early numbers when like Trump when Trump was ahead. Yeah, even my state, and I know uh, you know uh, our area is conservative, so I know I'm going to be the opposite one on this one. Shockingly, I know I'm conservative, but. Um, that's just our area. Um, and like our state, like I even shot you that message later on uh, in the evening. I said, Hey, I said, uh, you know, can you believe our states are actually like big, big states like oh, yeah. right now? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, Arizona was huge at the time. Cause Biden, uh, they got a lot of stuff, a lot of shit for, uh, Fox news got a lot of shit for calling the election early. I kind of Fo- thought it was Fox early news, too, just Fox because news the called fact, it early. Yeah. Donald Trump called it early. They called it way, way prematurely early, and I was kind of surprised because it was like there was only like twenty some percent, thirty some percent of the votes in, and they called her in like, like I don't know. And as course, obviously, as all this stuff kept going, I kind of figured that um, there was going to be more and more to to go with this, you know, election. PA, I knew it had a, a big Trump lead because, like, like I said, our area is like kind of farm rural area, so I kind of majority of the people here are conservative. Uh, but I know like where I work in Pittsburgh and I know Philadelphia and stuff like that. I know that's a huge liberal base there. And I well, knew a lot the, of the people that that's the thing. That? Like that's, that's the thing yeah. I was going to say, like when you look at like the election maps, I mean, you pull up, yeah. pull up like I say, the one red that, that went red, like Texas. I mean, sure. Yeah. Like there's a ton of red in that state, but if you look, if you like, yeah. really look closely, almost nearly every major city went blue. Every single one. And it's, yeah, and it's, I mean, but that's like, that's election 101. So, I mean, it's like, honestly, it's not, it's not anything that's uncommon. You know what I mean? If you look no, at the not. 2016 election, 
you look at 2012's election, uh, you know, with Romney and, and Obama, same thing. I mean, it, it's, it, it all follows that same uh, cycle, pretty much. You know, you can kind of gauge what, what states are going to vote which state. Um, I was super shocked that I went to a school in Youngstown, Ohio, and it's only like 15, 20 minutes away from here. And that's usually a big blue-collar, you know, uh, liberal state. Right, and I was yeah. really shocked that they voted conservative they, for the they, first they went, time. I don't even remember when. I think they went red last year, too. Well, Ohio went red, but the just the the county, oh, the, the county. one county right. that usually votes liberal. Yeah, I'm sorry, I should have I should have stated that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, because um, the county that because like I said, the county I live in is it's predominantly like three. I think it ended up being like three out of four uh, for Trump. Because like I said, that's just where we live, and like a majority of Pennsylvania, if you look at the maps, it's majority red outside of kind of how you said, you know, Pittsburgh and like Philadelphia is huge uh, liberal. So when I saw the 15 point lead that Trump was up, I was like, well, they didn't count mail-ins yet. And, you know, that's that's going to shrink, obviously. So oh, yeah, no, kind of ma- wasn't one of those, you know, rad- the radical right, you know what I mean? Crazy you ma- know, people. Mail-ins are a motherfucker this year, man. They are. But to me, it's like if this if this like election has taught us anything, it's like our uh, technology needs to step its game up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because we shouldn't have to wait almost a week to get results. I mean, if we can put a man on the moon, we can have many computer. We can have many computers in our pockets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we can literally download music in the blink of an eye. How the hell can we not have, find a better way of counting votes? Why? Why? I mean, to me, well, I, thing, yeah. It's another thing. Like, like mail ins are taken in like weeks before yeah. the president before the election even happens. Like, why? Why are these only being counted now? And that's the thing. And to me, it's like I would I'd rather count them and at least just have them than that way. Yeah, just have to them. me, just and, get a jump. And I'm not going to sit and I'm not going to sit there and be one. And I'm not one of those, you know, right wing people that are going to be, you know, I because I, I've seen on my Facebook, it's been completely so bipolar. It's oh, toxic. Vote, vote, like, vote I, I have to try to limit, yeah, I have to try to limit myself from social media because it's awful like right now. So um, but what I'm saying is. If you're contesting states, and I'm just saying like post-election and stuff like that, if you're contesting states and stuff like that, I just think we need to let this play out as opposed to just, you know what I mean? I think all this, I, I get it, trust me. Biden was up in all these states, all but like, what? I think the only thing that he had going right now, Trump, I think was Alaska and uh, North Carolina. That's all, the other that's states all were, he has left. And even, if, yeah. And, okay, if he wins, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. What's, no, I was going to say, yeah. if he wins, it doesn't but, matter. But like to me. Oh, no. And, but to me, it's like if you still like – if these all are all getting contested and stuff like that, it's like, well, why don't you just wait until we settle all that before we – you know what I mean? Because I remember – again, I hate to use the comparison, um, the 2000 election, but remember there was a time when they proclaimed that Al Gore was the winner and they were celebrating and all oh, that yeah. stuff. And um, sure enough, came back and said like uh, – I think it was in Miami-Dade County, I think – believe was one of the big, huge counties in Florida that were, weren't uh, – fully done counting votes yet. And then we found out that there was a shift and it ended up going to Bush again, you know, and, and I, it seemed to happen a lot to the conservatives that we get the uh, electoral college, but we don't get the popular votes. Cause I think Gore had that one. I think uh, what Hillary had in 16, the popular votes. Oh yeah. That, and, uh, and, and yeah, it, it's only, so. hap- it's only been like five times in history where you, where you, where you win popular, but when you win the popular vote, but still lose, which, Makes you question yeah. why is that how we do? Why is that still how we do things? Uh, and I honestly, and I have had this argument before to, to like, because my wife, my wife's a liberal. I'm, you know, I'm conservative, and it's like technically it was one of those things where we didn't actually even need to get out of the house and vote. 
on Tuesday because we canceled each other out anyway. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so literally, it didn't matter because I remember my stepdaughter called my wife and was like, are you guys even going out to vote? And she was like, yeah, why? She's like, well, because you guys are like, you guys are opposite. Like, you guys are going to cancel each other out anyway. But uh, yeah, I mean, be that as it may, but we've had arguments with the Electoral College. I think it's put in place. I, I get it was put in place a long time ago, and I understand that. Well, no, that was like that. That's like Genesis America when that was one of those. Yeah, and, and I think the only reason I can, the only reason I can think of it as it's still it's still relevant is just because I I think just to make it, I guess to keep it even playing ground because honestly. Mm-hmm. If you carry California, you pretty much win the election. Like, because literally, you have a huge jump on everybody. That's fair. Population, population wise, and I think that's the reason why. And I'm not going to sit there again. And I, and you know, I've had conversations with people, and that's the thing. I guess maybe I'm different in is the fact that you get some of these radical rights that give like people like me a bad name, or give like you know my friends and stuff a bad name because they take it to the nth level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's like you can have a healthy debate. I mean, you don't have to see eye to eye on everything. You know what I mean? But um, I think big populated states, like how, how you were saying, if you get L.A., you have Chicago, you have New York, you have all these big major cities that are usually, I would say, usually liberal. I don't know the percentage, but it's got to be pretty damn high because, I mean, you lose California by four million votes. I mean, that's 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 huge just to start out. That, that's just the start. You know what I mean? That's not even counting the other. And then you have all the states close, you know what I mean, that are completely close. Look at how razor-thin Michigan was, Wisconsin was, Pennsylvania was. Look how razor-thin uh, Georgia ended up being, how razor-thin South Carolina, North Carolina. Even if you keep those even filled there, even those are even numbers, you're still down 4 million votes from when you lost to California, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, to me, to me, I think maybe that's the only maybe way to kind of level the playing field, so to speak. I don't know. I, I know a lot of people are against it. I can see the pros and cons on both of them. I, I don't know. How do you feel about it? I just think, I just think it's an incredibly flawed system. Like it's, it is. We we, sh- we should not exist in a re- we should not exist in a state where you can get less votes and still win. That's just that just yeah. makes it. Just, just the, but, the fact that that just makes no sense to me. Well, but to me, then it's it's let's let's abolish the political uh, affiliations. Let's abolish Republican. Let's abolish Democrat. Let's abolish sure. ind- independent. Let's just be Chance and Russell. Let's just be. Uh, you know, Donald and Joe. Like, why do we have to have? Sure. Why do we have to have colors and things that even divide things even more? Hey, you know we, what I mean? Why can't we, we just be people? We'd get so much more done that way if we did. And that's that. the thing. And I and I I had this argument because, like, again, like I said, this week's been really exhausting just in general. And um, it's like I feel like it's almost like it's like sports teams. You're pitting people against each other, fan bases against each other, and nothing ever good comes from it. You look at like. I've gone to football games where I've seen people arguing and, and like getting into like almost fist fights and stuff like that. It's like it's it's a game, you know, a completely different. Uh, granted, it's a different outcome, obviously, a football game as opposed to who's going to run the country for four years. But you understand what I'm saying? Divisive, you know, divisiveness. It's just, it's the same type of thing. It's like it's so toxic, and I just wish that we could just do away with it. Let's just vote on the person. Let's not just let's not say blue or red let's just be one you know what i mean i think that's the big thing i think that you can kind of try to take out of this perhaps i don't know we're always going to have and that's a, that's a sad thing we're always going to have um uh political parties you know what i mean yeah, yeah it's gonna go away but uh you know joe biden congratulations <laughs> uh thank you for ending this current administration then good fucking riddance the trump administration so i was so sick of you fuckers for the last 
like for the last like three and a half, four years. So uh, goodbye, uh, so long, farewell, Avirazen, goodbye, and uh, congrats, to, congrats to Kamala Harris for being the first female vice president in our in our nation's history. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna. I mean, again, I'm not trying to play the devil's advocate, but uh, you know, if all of stays as is yeah i mean congrats that's a huge thing you know what i mean if it's and even in a year that's 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 you, we should, we should, we should stay. 2016 with hill we should say like it's not official saying, official I, yet but yeah it's, it's looking just, pretty good i don't want to play the de- i don't want to play the debbie donner i'm not that guy you know what i mean if we lose we lose and that's how i look at it you know it's <laughs> you need to reach a better better fan base if that's the case you know what i mean but um no, like, yeah, that's that's a huge thing. Like, obviously, look in 2016, we had a female running for president. You know, what I mean, we're we're really yeah. breaking down. And then 2008, we had our first black president. I mean, yeah. you know, and we're we're breaking it down. And I, I think that's a, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, my my had a first female female president ever if it wasn't Hillary and it wasn't Hillary's crazy ass. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. I mean. Oh, yeah. I just I'm I'm looking forward to a clean Facebook, a clean slate. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah, um, thank God. This, this, that's the yeah. one reason I'm happy this is all over. And that's that's probably I honestly God I'm probably more excited about that because it's like from the from the looks of it, I I think I have like a couple hundred friends that should be CNN uh, po- political analysts. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. Mate. It's it's crazy, but yeah, I, I'm just glad. Hopefully the toxicity's done and we can just all go back to living our life normal again. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, but something else I do want to talk about is something I want to kind of do since we're in season right now. Uh, NFL. <laughs> because well, Russell. Uh, don't even, don't even, get, don't even get me fucking started. Yeah, you're not. You're not the Niners. Not doing so hot right now. <laughs> not doing so. <sighs> Let's hot. just okay. Here's what again, because I wear a face mask to work. It's the it says the 49ers logo on it. Everybody has to bust my balls about it. Um, yeah, it's one of those ones where 2020 has been just shit. I can't wait for this year to be over with. My team lost the Super Bowl. I can't do anything right. My college football team sucks right now. Um, yeah, I, I'm basically anything. <laughs> I'm doomed, man. I bought a, a George Kittle jersey at the beginning of the year. He gets fucking hurt. Twice I just, I'm, he gets I'm hurt the, twice. I'm the black kiss of death on. I'm the kiss of death. I am the black kiss of death on 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 anything, because um, I remember when I bought a Navarro Bowman jersey the year after he tore his ACL. You know, I just I can't win. Uh, but but on a on a good note, I mean, if we can, I, you know, we're four and five right now. We just got we lost Thursday night to the Packers. I mean, we had our third string quarterback in. Yeah, the thing third when, when I saw team, like when I saw that yeah. report, we're just like uh, where it was like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and like yep. left tackle were out via COVID. I'm just like, yep. Who do you even yeah. have left playing at this point? Because Garoppolo is hurt. Yeah. Garoppolo's Bose, hurt. Bose is still out. Mostert's still hurt. Kittle. Kittle's hurt. Yeah. Like, who's who's left? <laughs> Who do you have left? And that's that's the thing. They had a statistic on um, on the game, because I only watched the first quarter. I went to bed because I had worked a double, and I was just like, I was over it. I knew we were going to lose. Um, they had a statistic from the snap of the NFC Championship game this past year to right now, there wasn't one offensive player in in the game Thursday night that played in the NFC Championship game. Does that tell you anything? Wait, You're so, not gonna, hold you on. So, so so nobody who played Thursday was in the NFC Championship game uh, last season. Nobody. Wow. That started. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, like, so right then and there, I tell you that, and it's like, well, of course you're not going to win. I mean, like. You're just not going to be a competitive team because you're you're built on having your guys healthy at all the time. You know what I mean? Look, yeah. we saw the same thing happen. I mean, I mean, 
back when Brady tore his ACL and Castle came, Matt Castle came in. And, I mean, but he still let him win. <laughs> uh, 11 and 5 season. I, I, and I remember missed, Matt Castle. And they still missed the playoffs at 11 and 5. I mean, so realistically, uh, the Niners season's done. Uh, I kind of thought that at the beginning of the year when we were like 2 and 3 and then 3 and 3. I'm just like, we can't, we can't get our footing in. You can't compete against a team like, you know, especially our division so uh, hot. This is one of the best divisions of football, I think, and I would argue that. I just, well, well, you know, you, get, you, you got what, C- Seattle. Yeah, you, you, you got... have the S- Seattle, Arizona's Arizona. up and coming. You have the Rams who just went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. You have a solid. It's a solid. It's a tough, tough division. If you're not healthy, I mean, you're just not going to win it. That's. I mean, that's like any any sport. You know what I mean? Right. Any sport. Rams aren't great this year either, though. They're not, but they're like what six and two or five and two or something like that, or five and three or something like that. They're they're competitive. It's just, they're just they are. You never know what you're going to get with them. They're a complete mystery. You never know what you're going to get with them. Yeah. Like the Seahawks, you know they're going to play tough. Arizona's going to play you tough too. So I mean, like it's I don't know. It's just a I'm just over it. I, I'm I really am not looking forward to anything. Hmm. College football's mailed in. Like I said, Michigan just lost their second game in a row to Indiana. For the first time since what 1987, I was just reading before you called. So yeah, it's it's tough, man. Sports suck for me right now. But hey. you got your uh, Steelers at seven and zero. Seven and zero, baby. Seven and zero. Let's go. We, you you got your uh, yeah. So I mean, and, to and, me, and, it's, and we got the Cowboys. And we got the Cowboys tomorrow. So eight and zero. Yeah, who are without their quarterback? So I mean, like that's the thing. There's been so many injuries this year um, that I really think have shaped the NFL season. Do you know what I mean? I mean, obviously, you have your AFC teams like you know Kansas City, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Uh, I think um, who else would I think would be in it? Uh, Baltimore, yeah. Uh, Cleveland might limp in as a wild card. Uh, you're gonna have, I mean, call it crazy. I mean, Buffalo's playing decent. Buffalo will probably end up taking that division. I can see my wife's Dolphins squeaking in as a, a wild card because I mean they have like a favorable schedule. NFC, you really don't have any clear cuts. I mean, you have. Green Bay's I mean, decent. Tampa. New Orleans is decent. Tampa Bay. I, I'm going to root for Tampa Bay just because I like I love Brady. I mean, I, um, I, I, I think the winner of the next Super Bowl is definitely going to come from the AFC. Yeah, I, I mean, you would think. Um, and, you know, there's a lot going on, and, and it's shocking. Like, you know, uh, New England struggles right now. Um, it's kind of sad because I wanted to see Cam Newton do good there. Do you know what I mean? I was. Uh, I thought he was a great addition to the Patriots lineup, but I thought. He'd bring a little bit of versatility with his feet, and he's not a bad thrower. Um, but you know, it's they're just they're struggling to find an identity this year. I'm curious, what's, what, what, was the, what was the last AFC? What was the last NFC team to win the Super Bowl? Last NFC team to win a Super Bowl? Because was it? Oh, it was the Eagles. It was the Eagles. Yeah, it was the Eagles beating the uh, Patriots. Yeah, but if you, if you look at like the last like ten years, they have, they, have, they they don't win very often. <laughs> well, technically, she had the 49ers, but our coach blew that. Let's. Talk about that sometime. Hey, uh, he's, 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 he's uh, said two, two for two. <laughs> Cal Shanahan, I'm telling two you, for two. dude. I'm telling you, we were oh, the Niners were such a better team. I, I like again. I know I'm I'm completely you know I'm completely impartial, but God, we were so good. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Hey, at least at least you're celebrating. You know, you got something. You got something going on right now. Um, your college football time. You you follow what Arizona? Yeah, although the game today just got called. What, who is uh, Rich Rod left Arizona? Or is he still there? No, he, well, he got fired. He, he got okay. he got me too. So he's, he's no longer there. Oh, oh, I hate when that happens, huh? <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is it he, 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 oh, that's a rough one. That's a rough way to go out. Oh yeah, get me too. Yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody but 
Really want that shit. So, yeah. Again, and honestly, you could even quote me on this one. I'll even go on the show and say this. Honestly, it's going to be Clemson winning a national title. I don't think any team's going to beat them. Um, though is, who, Notre Dame who, plays there? them tonight, and they're going to be without Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, who's, the, like, the who's there? Like, it's, that's, that's the thing. Like, who, 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 who can yeah. test them? And let's not forget, Boston College almost upset Clemson last week. So right. Notre Dame's a better team than Boston College. Uh, I'm not. It's not saying much because the ACC is absolute dog shit, and I think I'm, that's why. I'm surprised that Trevor Lawrence is even allowed to be on the sidelines since he has COVID positive. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really crazy. That, that, I don't see makes, any. I mean, that makes no sense. Like, okay, he has a positive COVID. Why are you why are you allowed to be on the sidelines? Should you like not even be in the stadium? That you would think, but again, I I don't know the I don't know the common sense would tell you this, but I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just. I don't know. I think it's Clemson's year. I think if they can get past um, Notre Dame tonight, because I don't think Notre Dame's that good. I, I, there's a lot of teams that are like, you look at the top 10 or top 15, you would be like, well, you have Oklahoma State in the top 15. Like, fuck, these teams would never have a chance. Like, I'm saying in a regular, normal season when it would start, you know what I mean? These teams would never be ranked up there. No, no, no. And uh, that's, that's, just me, that's just me saying that, you know, Florida was what, like, number seven, number eight? I mean, Georgia, I don't think it's that good. I mean, there's a lot. LSU just won the national title last year. Look at them. They can't even win a game. So it's it's a, it's an off year for sports. Like, sports feels weird right now. Because, like, I mean, I think the only thing we saw coming, I think you and I can both agree that the Lakers were probably going to win the national title, or the national title, the NBA championship. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, like, before COVID, I, I think that was already a thing. I thought that the Lakers were strong enough to make a uh, title push. If, you know? if, if they did, something was going to be – very, very wrong. Seriously. And if, then the if, Dodgers if they, won the World Series. If yeah. they didn't, someone was going to get fired. And the, and, yeah, and the Dodgers with the World Series, I mean, shit, that team's been in the World Series for the last, like, three years. So, I mean, that's that's a, that's a given. Or the last three out of the four or whatever. And that was a given they were going to win eventually. So that that kind of felt right. Um, these other, this other stuff that doesn't, it just, it's, it's, it's so weird. It's so weird. Like, college football doesn't feel like college football. Like, Michigan's only playing eight games. How do you how do you base that on just eight games when other teams are playing ten and twelve games? You know what I mean? I don't I don't get it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We, here, here we are. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's hope twenty twenty one brings like let's start you know the season on time and let's just hopefully some of this shit subsides and we can get back to actually going to a sporting event without a mask would be great. Well, you're right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, moving on to our regular segment. First of all, we have our weekly trailer talk. For this one, this one yeah. I'm just excited to talk. Yeah, not a, lot, not a lot of good ones to talk about today, except for one. We'll get to you, it. You, you, delivered, you delivered a pile of dog shit to the trailer this, door. This, yeah, this is, this is not a good crowd. Although we, 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 got, we got a couple good ones. Uh, yeah. one, okay, well, we'll see. Uh, first, what, I don't know. What do, we, what do we do first? You want to talk about Songbird? Let's talk about, let's talk about Songbird. Sure. Uh, Songbird is a Michael Bay produced thriller that takes place like during COVID time, which is weird. I'm just like, they, so we're gonna get COVID twenty three? Yeah, COVID twenty three. <laughs> Please no. Like COVID, like COVID nineteen wasn't enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> indulge us with this shit. Oh. So apparently, this was this was filmed this year. In it was filmed from it. Something which lasted like under a month. It started in July, ended in early August. So okay. They they got this out quick and it's yeah, it takes place twenty twenty four, COVID COVID nineteen is morphed into COVID twenty three. Uh and uh yeah, basically about uh a young boy trying to find you know, tr- who has a rare immunity and a relationship with his other girl 
who's you know who's taken by this like government government like super mean people that uh, yeah. taken away. He's trying he's trying to find her. Uh, so it's KJ Appa, you know, RT from Riverdale, Craig Robinson, Peter Stormare, Alexander Daddario, which I didn't see her in here. Uh I did see Demi Moore, I'd see Paul Walter Hauser, Bradley Whitford. Uh and it's again pretty Michael Bay set for a uh, actually doesn't have a release date yet, but <laughs> Russell, this is I don't know about you. This is uh, this is like the exact opposite film we need right now. Yeah, this is like fuck. I've we've lived this we've lived this shit for the last nine months, man. I don't need to see a fucking movie on it. You know what I mean? Um uh I I gotta laugh though, because I got vibes of what was that movie where that chick uh, lived next door to that kid, and the kid liked her, but he, it, the mom wouldn't let 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 her out. Oh, everything, everything. <laughs> it's everything, everything mixed with COVID. Yeah. Like it, it's like like she has that you know. Well, she had that like rare you know immunity or autoimmune thing or compromised immune compromised which, disease or whatever that we it, that we find out's fake anyway. Yeah. No, you see that movie? Find out? Yeah. No, she no she didn't. <laughs> Mom lied for the last fucking X amount of years. That, that shit uh, was crazy. I, I, again, if, if you haven't seen it, like go watch it. Even if you know, even if you know how it ends, because the ending of that yeah. movie is fucking insane. We're just cause, like, the whole time, just like, oh, you have like rare disease, but you can't go outside. Then you get to the end, we find out. Oh no, you, oh, April, I don't. April Fools. April Fools. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we we'll have to do it. We got to do a commentary on that movie. Oh, that, I that, think that'd, that'd, be be that'd be funny as fuck. I think. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got like shades of that. I mean, this movie. Eh. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like the I like some of the cast, you know, oh, yeah. uh, Bradley Whitmore, obviously, Demi Moore, and Paul Walter Hauser. I love. Oh yeah. He's um. Awesome. So I mean, we'll see what happens. I just I don't need to be reminded of how our life's been the last eight eight or nine months. You know. Yeah, We've lived it. We've done it. Yeah. Talk about minus just... the you know the yeah. radical <laughs> like all that other shit that it's in the movie. Minus the fascist police force, which I guess I, you know I, uh, I th- this probably this probably with the intention that Trump was going to win the election. So like <laughs> this is this is where we could have gone. <laughs> this is where we, we would have been. This is what could have happened in November, December. This, yeah. this is where we, this is where we would be in four years had Trump won. Yeah, it's like gee, thanks guys, appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, no release date on that one yet. Uh, next one we're talking about. Ooh, this 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 is a good one. Uh, Love weddings and other disasters. Oh god, these movies like honestly, these are these trailers are so fucking rough. Chance. So here's the thing. <laughs> uh, it starts off with Jeremy. This is a comedy. Uh, yeah. Start, start off with Jeremy Irons, who's like a wedding planner, and he like. Hold <laughs> 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 on. It's just the this is the prequel to the wedding planner. Yeah. No. I, I thought. I thought was, yeah. I thought it was the prequel. I thought it was like spinoff send a woman because like. Uh, he's he's like a wedding planner, and then like Diane Keaton comes in, she's blind. They have a romance. I'm like, oh okay, that's that's sweet. This could be like a nice little movie. <laughs> okay, if but, that but was all it, focused on. But honestly, okay, at the beginning of it, when she crashes in and knocks the glasses over, I just thought she was ditzy. So did I. Okay. <laughs> didn't find out. No, no it turned out blind. no, she's actually blind. And I'm like, yeah. oh, it's gonna be like an you know, this could be this could be kind of nice. It'd be kind of fun. What are you blind? I am. But, but turns out, no, that is not all this movie focuses on. Because no. then it cuts to Maggie Grace, who's doing her own thing. It seems like unrelated to anything that's happening with Jeremy Irons. Yeah, which I was like, kind of like, what the hell is going on? Are these two separate stories in one? And, or and what? then they introduce another story. Yeah. With this other black dude. So, yeah, this is basically, oh, like, basically like, a, like a much more scaled down Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. With, yeah. This is like bottom of the barrel. We we can only get a couple Valent- like, names. Valentine's this, Day know? with like one twelfth of the cast. <laughs> guys, we're struggling for budget. All right, guys, we can't. We can get Irons and and Keaton. That's it, guys. Directed by Dennis Dugan of all people. That, that name ring a bell to you? 
Yeah, because he did the what Grown Ups and Big yeah, Daddy. Yeah, the, the, it's, yeah. They they were proud of that one too. It's like from the director of Grown Ups and Big Daddy. It's like yeah, I mean like they they were okay. I mean I I it wasn't like from a that would have been funny for like acclaimed movies such as <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's been really funny. That's so crazy to me that you go from directing Adam Sandler and Drag to directing two Oscar winners within a couple weeks, within like a decade. Uh, which is, and I haven't seen Jeremy Irons in like he's been like completely dormant. He was, I mean, he's on Watchmen, which I watched, and you didn't, and you didn't. Oh, okay. So you fucked up, but. Oh uh, well, don't worry. I'm sure you'll give me a thing. Hey, hey, Russ, guess what? We're gonna be reviewing. We're gonna homework. be reviewing more Watchmen. homework. Ha ha ha. <laughs> that'd, that'd be that'd be that'd be an interesting one. Maybe I'll think about it. Like that. yeah, yes, mom. I'll get my homework done. I'll think about that one, but uh, yeah, this movie doesn't look this movie doesn't look very good. No, it looks awful. Like yeah. again, like. <sighs> This is when you know we're in, in the middle of a, of a pandemic. These tra- the trailers look rougher and rougher. Oh yeah, like we have so much less and less to look forward to. It's just like, come on, please. I did watch that. Let him go. That Kevin Costner movie oh, wasn't so, too bad. I, yeah, her her friends were pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, I was actually kind of glad it was a Focus Features uh, produced it, which I was really excited because remember Focus was like the the big the big cheese there in like mid 2000s, like 30405 oh, yeah. and they were like on top of their game and they went away. But um, yeah, it's definitely a good film. Check that out. Oh, that's my list. But uh, yeah, uh, also Love, Weddings, and Other Disasters set for a December 4th, 2020 release. Yeah, right. Okay, at least, yeah. at least, not, at least yeah. not in theaters. This is, this has D, this has VOD written all over it. Oh, uh, if this, if this movie makes, listen, if we can't get Dune, we're not getting love, weddings, and other disasters, okay? Just saying. Yeah. Uh, next piece of news we're talking I'm sorry, next trailer we're talking about is for Stardust. Movie, uh, one that I admi- omitted from our original list because I was like, I don't know what the hell, yeah. I don't know what the hell this is. Turns out what as this soon, is. As soon as I heard, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I wonder if that's a Bowie biopic. Sure enough. Yep, that's that's exactly what this is. This is the David yep. Bowie biopic starring singer Johnny Flynn. Uh, as the, of course, did, but let's focus on his first U.S. tour in which he came up with the Ziggy Stardust persona. Uh, star, also co-stars uh, Mark Maron as publicist, Jenna Malone as his wife at the time. Here's, here's the thing about this movie, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bowie's estate did not approve the film and did not grant rights to Bowie's music, so instead... Cause then, cause I, I I remember hearing them. I was like, wait a minute. So what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? Instead, of, yeah. So here's what they're doing. Uh, they have Bowie performing covers at covers the real Bowie performed in this period. So like I like I wish you would by the yard like by the Yardbirds or My Death by Jap by Jacques Brel. So he won't be singing okay. any of his own song, which is gonna which is just gonna be weird. That's just how do you not have yeah? How do you have a biopic without his yeah? Okay, sure. Sure, but so yeah. Uh, and honestly, as someone who was like a massive, massive fan of Bowie, in fact, like Zig- I literally have Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars in my vinyl case, like right over there. I am, yeah. I was just not into this like at all. No, I didn't get it. And I again, it, like it's. I feel like we just like it was that shock value that oh, it's a, a David Bowie, but you know what I mean. And then I just yeah, kind of what you said. I couldn't get into it. It's unfortunate too because I you know I had done right would be really really uh, cool. I think if you took like a, like a Rocket Man approach to it. You could even make it even across the universe. I think would be perfect or, or, for that too. An across the universe approach, but like yep. you make it like about absolutely. about him. I think it'd be a perfect yeah. pro- perfect approach for him. And oh uh, yeah, absolutely, because he was so eccentric like that. And I think that type of blend with a rocket man, 
and across the universe, I think would be perfect for his persona. Yeah, I think I think there is, I think the people who who could do that, I think that would be a really interesting yeah. route to go. But they're just not doing that. Yeah. And it it just yeah. it just lacks that spark that Bowie had as a as a performer and just a, as a person. Like yeah. So yeah, this this just feels very unremarkable. Maybe one day we can get like a, a day about a proper biopic. But I mean, I, I like Mark Maron in the trailer. I think he's doing a good job. Oh yeah, I just to me it doesn't really excite me. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean just it's it's another music biopic to me. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, it premiered at a Sun at a where, where, where this premiere? That's that's not a San Diego National Film Festival. Uh, no word on a U.S. release date yet, but you know we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, next one we're talking about is The Midnight Sky. Uh, the Midnight Sky is an upcoming Netflix movie directed by George Clooney, which again something that does not that doesn't carry as much weight as it used to. <laughs> I'll just say that. Now, and did you get shades of Antonio Banderas? Yes. With the beard? <laughs> yes, I he looked exactly like Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Antonio okay. Banderas. <laughs> I was hoping uh, I wasn't crazy. I'm like, geez, is that Antonio Banderas? I was like, oh, that's George Clooney. This movie is about... Antonio Banderas got that, like, yeah. scruffle. This movie is about uh, Augustine, played by George Clooney, a lonely scientist in the Arctic, as he races to stop Sully, played by Felicity Jones, and a fellow astronaut from returning home to a mysterious global, global catastrophe. Uh, like I said, George Clooney directs and stars in this, and also co-stars Felicity Jones, David Yellowo, Damien Bashir, and Kyle Chandler, among others. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm crazy, but I actually thought this looked pretty good. Yeah, it looked all right. I mean, out of the trailers, obviously, minus Halloween Kills, obviously, but uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, I would probably pick this as the the full trailer trailer. Yeah. I would probably put this one at the top. Yeah, no, I mean, look, again, George Clooney as a director... He either hits it hard or he misses the mark by a mile. Yeah, he's yeah. You either get it, you don't get a mediocre. It's like yeah, it's all or nothing. You're gonna it's throw all for, or nothing yeah, with George Clooney. You're throwing four touchdowns or you're gonna go zero and four interceptions. I mean, that's, that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah, I mean, because like you look at his convention, convention of a dangerous mind, good night and good luck, leatherheads, Ides of March, monuments, men, suburbicon, and now this. So, is. <laughs> Not a great track. Leatherhead, yeah. Not a great track record yeah. as director. Yeah, especially Leatherhead's was shit. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, he's yeah he's been. Good night, good luck was pretty good. Oh, good night, good luck is fantastic. I love that, I love that movie. I, yeah, I think that would probably be out of out of the ones he's did. Probably one of his better like best best oh, ones. I, I think directing wise, that's his best work. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how this, this one is, goes. This this is not going to surpass that. So uh, probably yeah. not. But I, yeah. I do think it was interesting. I do like that he's like trying to experiment with different genres. Like, yeah, like trying to make a sci-fi film, I think, is actually like, quite ambitious, and I do respect. I do respect him for it, and I like George Clooney. Not just because I think his face is incredibly handsome, but I like George <laughs> Clooney as an actor. No, I think he's a good actor. I mean, he is. I mean, I think when he wants to, I mean, I've seen him in really, you know, we've seen him in good movies like, you know, Syriana. He was really good in it. Um, you have like serious movies that he's super good in. Then you get. Other ones that you know, just he's dog shit. But he always tries to give his best performances. So you got to commend him for that. So I appreciate the sci-fi approach. Though he was in what Solaris. He was in a couple other sci-fi movies. Though I think one in Solaris. Yeah, he was in Solaris. And one other. He did another, another sci-fi. Oh yeah, he did uh, Gravity. Oh done. yeah, no fucking shit, Gravity. Yeah, duh. Yeah, shit. I couldn't even think. I was saying he did a couple sci-fi movies. Is, is there another yeah. one? Or is that it? Uh, Solaris and Gravity. There might be another one, but I'm not positive. Maybe there's not another one. 
but it, oh okay. Uh, okay spy spy kids 3d well okay we'll give that to, <laughs> okay, we'll, sure. we'll give yeah we'll go two and a half batman we'll two and a half. batman and robin <laughs> oh god which I do want to revisit. I was putting my, I, I, I'm putting shelves up in my room now, my, my movie room, and I, and I put Batman and Robin up on there. I'm kind of like thinking, I'm like, man, that's like, I don't know, I want to revisit that again. Apparently, he's also in Spy Kids one, but I don't remember him in that movie at all. But really? I get. I need to go. Wow. I need to go watch that one again because I need to see George Clooney actually in Spy Kids. We need to revisit some of these movies, man. Yeah. But also, like, this is something I, I didn't even realize. This is his first movie in like four years, like as far as like yeah, starring. He's... Yeah, because he's been really like quiet. Yeah, and out of the uh, the Hollywood Eye for yeah four years. That's crazy. Well, I mean, he did, what was the last thing he did? Uh, last movie he did was uh, uh, Money Monster. Oh, okay, with him and Julia Roberts, isn't it? Yeah, although he was in the uh, he was in the um, the Hulu Catch Twenty Two, which he also did direct few episodes of, and that's actually very good. So okay, check that out. Uh, but yeah, uh, Midnight's the Midnight Sky is set for a December twenty third, twenty twenty release on Netflix. Last show we're talking about today, I think there's kind of uh, kind of already alluded to it, uh, is for Halloween Kills. Uh, Halloween Kills was supposed to be <laughs> the installment uh, Halloween franchise to come out this year, which I'm sure I know both of us were excited for, very excited. Absolutely, for. absolutely. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, COVID happened, so it got pushed back. Ugh. Yeah, uh, so this is another. It's, it's very, it's very brief, but it does, you know, confirm some things happening. We see our first look at uh, Tom, we see our first look at um, what's his face, um, Anthony Michael Hall, Tommy Jarvis. I think I saw Kyle Richards in there at some point. I'm pretty sure she yeah. was there. Uh, Kyle Richards returning, reprising her role from the original '77 movie, and uh, we also get confirmed that uh, yeah, uh, Michael Myers. Somehow survived, which yeah, I guess in all the things they carried over from the original Halloween film, the fact that Michael's fire fire retardant is a thing is a thing that didn't go away. Yeah, the auto mechanic suit is fire ret- flame retardant, so he's good. I guess. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> it worked. It worked in eighty one. It can work now. Yeah, it's like, hey, we did this in Halloween too. We can do it again. Uh, but yeah, they released like really early. It's like a, a year before the movie even comes out, and yeah, I think that. I think it's interesting because Blondes doesn't usually do this with their movies, because it's usually like it, it's oh it's shot and here's a trailer released in three months go watch it. Yeah, yeah, they're really like oh yeah this is coming out next week uh, get hyped. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I never I never seen them put this much this much like ahead of time hype for a movie. I think they just I just think they always want to build it back up because yeah. obviously you know what I mean because we were already supposed to have seen this movie last month so yeah. when they're like. You know, obviously, all COVID postponing literally everything throughout the calendar year. Um, they're just probably like, "Hey, don't forget next year, twenty twenty one." You know, but I think it also shows just like how big a property Halloween is because oh, it's still huge. Yeah, I mean, I think you can afford to do like a year of hype here with it with this one, and yeah, this movie is gonna make this movie is made for nothing. I'm, I'm, oh, it's I'm, I'm not. I, I don't know the budget, but I, come on, Blumhouse, we know it was made for nothing. They can sit. They can tank all their other indie releases and just ride the ride the coattails of Halloween Kills, and they'll be fine. And they'll still they'll still be way ahead. Yeah, yeah. they're fine. If, if they made the first one for like ten ten to fifteen million, this one probably cost about the same. Yeah, I mean, and they that made over easily over a hundred million. Yeah, they'll be oh, fine. Oh, it made two 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 fifty five worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. Wow. So yeah, they're they're gonna be fine. So yeah, but I'm I'm so excited for Halloween Kills. But oh, well, I am too. I think what we'll probably end up doing for most anticipated for this year for next year is like most anticipated movies that didn't move from last year. <laughs> <laughs> or no, we'll have like a COVID list movies that we really enjoyed that we wanted to see this year that we didn't. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, 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 figure, we'll figure that for the end of the year. But uh, yeah, uh, Halloween Kills set for a release next year. 
October 15th, 2021. Uh, now we move on to notorious news. We have a lot to talk about today. And in addition to this being a big week for the election, uh, we also lost one of a generation's biggest movie stars. Uh, Mr. Sean Connery passed away at age 90 last week. Yeah. Which was, that was so insane. Because, like, he, he's, I mean, he's very famously publicized that, okay, look, Sean Connery, he, he, he was killing in the 60s, killing it the, like, the, from the 50s to the 80s, and then from the 80s, all, and then from the, to the 90s, he just, like, started rejecting, like, all these, like, really big projects. Yeah, yeah. Well, then he was in like a lot of shit. Movies. Like you know, obviously, like what his last film was LXG. It was LXG. <laughs> yeah. So you, no, and, you look and, at that. And, here, yeah. and here's the thing: like the, the, yeah. the, 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 the some of the things he turned down are incredible. Like, oh, they are. No, yeah. was, I think didn't he, did he have a shot at Lord of the Rings? He did. No, they want not not a shot. They wanted yeah. him as Gandalf. He had the role. Yeah, that's All what I thought. Was say yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, Lord of the Rings. He had a shot at more. Um, uh, Matrix he had a shot at Jurassic Park he had a shot at turned them all down he's like I gotta make Medicine Man or, I gotta, gotta make, make uh, I got to make I got to make the Avengers gotta make Fighting Force now. Uh, but I mean he's most he's obviously most famous for playing James Bond being yeah. the best James Bond of all time I loved Connery's yeah. Bond Oh, Connery's Bond is yeah uh, I would put like, and I would put Bond like I, I think of him, and then honestly, because I, I I do like Daniel Craig so much, I'd put Craig too. Sure. Um, for the for Bonds, uh, but yeah, Bond. I mean, like Connery's Bond. Period. I mean, you just can't, you know, the, he personified you know womanize like womanizer, uh, you know, badass super spy. Like I just yeah. Yeah, and but even aside from that, like the guy was just a great actor. Period. I mean, oh yeah, Indiana Jones, the Last Crusade was tremendous in The Untouchables. Um, what you want an Oscar I, for? Yeah, Finding Forrester, Like I bust balls, but it's still that was still a good you're, performance. You're, you're, all the, you're all the man now, dog. I liked uh, Entrapment. Even Entrapment was good with him and Catherine Zeta Jones. I enjoyed Entrapment. Um, uh, nope. the, the Rock, Humphrey October. The rock, rock, terrific, terrific film. It's a, a very underappreciated Michael Bay film, The Rock. Damn good film. Uh, um, Marnie. Rising Sun. Time Bandits. Uh, Wesley Snipes. Time Bandits. Murder on the Orient Express. The guy. The guy worked, man. And he. Oh yeah. He was. He was so excellent. I, I always. I always. I'm always gonna be sad because that. I'm always gonna be sad because last film was LXG. And that's the thing. I remember seeing that in the theater. I'm like, wow. And I never in a million years would have said, hey, that's going to be his last film. Because that was, what, 04, 05? 03. 03, okay. So he hadn't done anything in 17 years. I'm like, wow. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, he just legit just went away. Done. Yeah, they just retired. Like, I'm, I'm gone. Uh, yeah. It's actually funny because, like, I'm, and you, you've seen Skyfall, right? Yeah, of course you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, funny thing, like, original thought for uh, the King K, the Albert Finney character was, original idea for it was, that was supposed to be Sean Connery. Uh, that'd have been really cool. But they that'd have been a perfect nod too, just like a, like a yeah. little tip, little like a little tip of the hat, saying, "Hey, you know, just a little cool Easter egg." Oh yeah, that'd man. have been cool. That'd have been I, cool. I, I would have loved to have seen him one more time. I know, I know. In later in later life, he like struggled with like dementia and stuff like that, and he was like, yeah, really, he was like not in good shape. But still, I, I mean, I would love to see him just for old time's sake. But uh, Sean, you were a uh, hey, you're a phenomenal actor. Good. Huge, absolutely huge. Ninety years of your life, and on top of it. The guy dies at the Bahamas. Come on, he was. That's, that's he Bond. was in the Bahamas. That's Bond, baby. That that's is Bond. Bond. 
He That's lived. Bond. He That's lived and died, James Bond, man. Sean Connery, we will yeah. miss you. We will miss you, man. We will miss you. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's out of the way. So we have actually a lot to discuss today. Uh, keeping in team, and <laughs> keeping in a uh, tune with serious story. I think we, we we need to talk about the Johnny Depp situation. So what this what this is is Johnny Depp. Uh, there was a paper in England or yeah, in England that Johnny Depp sued for libel because they basically published uh, Amber Heard's abuse stories. Oh, uh, basically saying that he was a woman beater. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He sued the paper. Thing is, he lost though. <laughs> uh, he lost the case oh, wow. uh, because oh, it was determined by the court that there was enough evidence to prove like her assertions were correct. So he lost that case, and as a result, uh, he was forced. He was forcefully removed from the Fantastic Beast films, which I heard them like as a punishment or as a reward. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, the poor guy can't catch a break. He can He can. And look, uh, look I'm, I'm not saying like Johnny Depp's like a saint because yes, he cl- he's cl- look. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp are one of the most toxic couples I've ever seen in my life. I'm just gonna say Next that. To, well, we'll put it with Rihanna and Chris Brown. Rihanna. Oh, well. Oh, uh, he went there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, look, that's that's that to- <laughs> that's toxic one. That's toxic one way. <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah. That Rihanna, I'll, I'll Rihanna that wasn't. Okay. Rihanna no, wasn't sorry. beat. Rihanna wasn't beating the shit at Chris Brown. So, not that, not that we know. Not, not that we that knew. We know about it. Oh, not that we know about it. <laughs> as we find out, like Rihanna, just like this, like <laughs> MMA master. Dude, she's like she beats the shit out of like a belt every night and stuff, dude. Uh, <laughs> we just find out this like horrible, horrible this side like, of this like this like yeah. super dark side of Rihanna. It's basically like Tyler Durden. <laughs> oh, dude, like yeah, she like yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so she uh, he has removed from Fantastic Beasts three, so I mean, and the third one's already had to start filming. So like, question is like, what do you do for the role? Now, here's my suggestion: I say you give the role to Skeet Ulrich. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because ever since 1996, people have been calling him Discount Johnny Depp, and now it's time Dude. for him to get his. Dude, that's great. <laughs> I love it. Oh shit, he's not doing anything. You can get this guy. Come on. I mean, he, he just he just quit Riverdale, thank God. So he's, I mean, I mean, what, like, how, how went full circle? Like, he was in Scream. Wes Craven directed it. That's where Johnny Depp got his start by Wes Craven. That's perfect. Let's that, do it. I'm I'm on board with it. Yeah, get, I like that. Go go yeah. go go, find, go get Skeet Ulrich. Make put him in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, he's. I mean, come on. Yeah, so that's I mean, great. I'm already kind of pretty out on Fantasy Beasts three, honestly, and you didn't even you didn't even see any of them. I, I, just, I uh, no, I saw the first one. You saw the first. You, you saw the first. The second one. The yeah. second one. That's one you haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oof. The second one's super bad, but I'm probably just. You know what? I just probably never gonna watch one of them again. Well, I, I mean, we're gonna just, we're gonna have to like series series study those at some point. So you're, you're, gonna, <laughs> you're gonna watch. Them. That's that's probably the only chance I'll have to actually watch. I know. I know. So. I mean, yeah, we'll see, but uh, yeah, the <laughs> uh, they, I mean, they got rid of Johnny Depp. Maybe they can get rid of J.K. We'll we'll, we'll see where this goes from here. <laughs> boy, oh boy, that's rough. Uh, next thing, next thing I want to talk about is uh, Creed Three is back in the news, and the reason is because uh, apparently it's still on the table. Not always on the table, but they're looking. This there's rumors circling that this could be the directorial debut of one Mr. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I heard that. Which I think could be very, I think would be very interesting because, look, look on paper, I know it's, it's really weird <laughs> to have, it's really weird to have him direct, just hear like a direct actor directing movies. Always like a weird thing to hear, like, wait, what, really? And yeah, like, it'd be really weird if again another star of the Rocky franchise is directing his own movie. It's like no, it's gonna be another Stallone. No, uh, but 
yeah, I mean, look, we've seen some actors recently murder it behind the camera. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bradley Cooper, Jordan Peele, John Krasinski. Uh, so, uh, so many, I hear Regina King's doing great stuff with um, uh, One Night in Miami. Uh, so many people who are just like killing it behind the camera. Greta Gerwig doing fantastic work. So, I mean, I I honestly, be, if if it's something, if it's something Michael wants to do, I'm all for it. But uh, Russ, what do you think? What do you think of Michael Jordan possibly directing Creed three? Yeah, I mean, what better person? Obviously, the person that's actually the protagonist in the film. Why not? I mean, it's kind of a no brainer. He's also I, and, he's and, also know, been yeah. showcasing that he's he's been getting involved more behind the camera. He's producing a lot of stuff. Yeah, like so, I, mean, I think he's slowly t- taking the steps to to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I I'd love to see him take a shot at directing. Why the hell not? Yeah, I mean, again, who knows the character better than the actual character? So why not do it? Yeah. Uh, next piece we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> got some more. They keep coming. COVID casualties, as far as movies go, they keep coming. Uh, uh, as it was announced that both films, Death on the Nile and Free Guy, have officially moved off of the 2020 release calendar. Means the last one we made for is the last one standing. There you have it. It's crazy. So okay, Wonder Woman's definitely moving, right? It's definitely moving. No, oh, Wonder Woman's absolutely moving. I mean, after, they they can't do. There's Tenet. no way it stays. They can't do Tenant and have Wonder Woman bomb in the same year. It's not going to happen. No, because they saw what Tenant did. I mean, and and again, Tenant, like we said, it was a it was a fine enough film, but I just think that you know, due to the circumstances and stuff like that, that. The whole entire, you know, what was going on with COVID, I think, literally killed killed that film. So they and, wouldn't do it again. And 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 you know how one of them could have could avoid all this? What's up? If you just stayed in November twenty nineteen, like you were supposed to. Yeah, this was before all this bullshit happened. Yeah, you could have been out. You could have had your money, and you could have ran. You, yeah, everybody would have owned you on Blu Ray during the COVID. And they would have watched you multiple times. Way to go. Way to go. There you have it. Way to, way to go. Whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> Did you see the Christian Bale? Oh, good for you. <laughs> uh, next piece of news, uh, Russell, we got another one. It's another oh, cinematic universe happening. Well, not really a cinematic one. Here's, here's what it is. Uh, Netflix has has acquired the rights to Assassin's Creed. What they're going to be doing is they're going to be doing a interconnected universe of shows based on the games, kind of thing like the Marvel Netflix shows, but for okay. Assassin's Creed. So, right. how much do you, how much do you know about Assassin's Creed? Uh, a little bit. I saw the movie. What? Fat, uh, wait, Assassin's Creed. That's the one with Fastbender. Right? That is the one with Fastbender. <laughs> I saw. I did see it. I, I I'm not like. Uh, I'm probably minimal knowledge of it. Okay, I, I, so like I said, I saw the movie. I'm, basically, I'm familiar with the idea, like, like the whole, like, what monk? Not the really. Fighting. Isn't he a monk or something? Not really. Okay, so what this is is what the hell am I thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking of. Okay, never mind. I think I think you're Avatar. I think you're thinking Avatar. I'm like, I don't know. Tell. Okay. Anyway. But, but so what this is is basically in in the present day, there's this guy Desmond, who he's like, oh, he's like the most recent like a long line of assassins. And it's really weird because like there's this whole like sci-fi element with like these aliens that came to Earth and like have this like orb that can control like violence in humanity. And there's one okay. side. There's like one group of people called the Templars that want to get it. And the assassins, you're they've been at war for like centuries, and they've been warring over this like orb thing. So the whole the whole thing with with Desmond is they put him in this machine called the Animus, which is what they put Fastbender into. 
Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, I'm th- the, I might be thinking monks because of the Templar. Yeah. Temples, you know, monks, right. temples. Yeah, okay. So basically what it is is they put him in there and they try and like have him relive old memories to see where this thing ended yes. up so they can go find it. Okay. Uh, it's it's a yeah, really it's okay. a really dense story and it could translate translated really well cinematically, but it just did not. And honestly, I think this is a better approach because when you play the game, like there's like, hours and hours and hours upon of the story and backstory and things you need to know for things to add up, and, or else it just doesn't make it. It just doesn't make any sense. It comes across as like really stupid, <laughs> like yeah. the Assassin's Creed movie did. So. As someone who's like not familiar with the games, is this something you'd be familiar with? And keep in mind, this is their Netflix's second foray into like not the second, like third foray into like a video game like property because they did uh, Castlevania and The Witcher, which I know is based on a book, but I mean they've got really popular because of the games. Yeah. So, do you think this is a smart move for Netflix, and would this, is this something you would check out? Yeah, why not? I mean, because I know more about I think Assassin's Creed than I do the other two properties. So yeah, or well, Castlevania I, I remember a long time ago, back when I was like shit. That was on like Nintendo. Um, but yeah, I, I probably would check this one out. Yeah, uh, no one was coming out. But I think that I think there's a lot of potential with this. And Netflix, that look, they need something. They keep canceling. They keep canceling a lot of shows that people like, <laughs> and they keep losing a lot of rights to like Netflix and HBO. So they need something. For sure. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is The Things They Carry. This is a Vietnam War movie coming out. Uh, it's going to be based on a collection of short stories by uh, Vietnam vet Tim O'Brien. Uh, got major acclaim. He became a Pulitzer, Prize fi- a Pulitzer Prize finalist for it. And it started... Remember that Kiwi Sutherland movie, A Soldier uh, a Soldier Sweetheart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that movie is actually based on this on this guy's accounts. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's ramping up the cast. And uh, here, here's, here's what I got for you. No, Jared Leto. That's that's a positive already. <laughs> well, I mean, we're already going to go see it now. We're, we're already winning. Uh, yeah. People people on the cast, uh, cast includes Tom Hardy, Ty Sheridan, Bill Skarsgård, Stefan James, Ashton Sanders, Pete Davidson, uh, Moises Arias, among others. Uh, now here's now here comes now here comes the bad news. Uh, being directed by Snow White and the Huntsman and Ghost in the Shell director Rupert Sanders. Oh boy. Yeah, that's that, that was that was my out too. Yeah, not good. I'm hoping, I'm hoping this is like, you can like, prove us wrong. But I mean, you hear that cast, you hear like a Vietnam, because this is, I, I know we have war movies all the time, but what was, what was that like a good, like a really like big Vietnam movie? Vietnam's not, I mean, Vietnam, I would say would, would be almost like the, like, like the least one. Like I would think maybe what Full Metal Jacket was Vietnam. That was Vietnam. Uh, Apocalypse Now, I think was Vietnam, was wasn't Vietnam. it? That was Vietnam. Platoon was Vietnam. That was Vietnam. Forrest Gump had a section in Vietnam. Gump was part, yeah, a part of that. Uh, but outside of that, though, I'm thinking it's like usually World War One or two, or there was a lot more during like the uh, Saudi Arabia, like Desert Storm ish. Yeah, uh, uh, I guess because like rules, rules of engagement was Vietnam. Rules, uh, yeah, uh, te- like uh, Tears of the Sun wasn't even anything like that. Um, Black Hawk Down was like uh, Afghanistan, or I think it was a Desert Storm. Yeah, we haven't really had like a good like like Vietnam like time. We haven't like a like a real like major Vietnam like time a recent movie. one. Yeah, like you know, a I mean, one. I mean, closest we get is, five, is the Five Bloods, but that takes place like way after that. Most of that movie takes place like way after Vietnam. Yeah, and and, and literally only Full Metal Jacket. You're only getting the back half of that movie that's that's actually in war because everything else is like boot camp. The whole first yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you hear that cast? I mean, we you know Tom sure. Hardy's gonna be like the SO of, of somebody and. Oh yeah. Will we, will we be able to understand him? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, no I mean, will he wear a mask? Who knows? Who knows? Probably. Maybe, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I always like, 
I, as much as we like, you know, before we had talked about just how many, just the sheer number of war movies there are out there. There's so many of them, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you feel like you get a war movie almost every year. You get a couple. Um, yeah. But why not? Yeah. Yeah, why not? I think I think it's a great cast. Crappy director, but great cast. So I'm I'm all on board. Yeah. Uh, next thing we're talking about is uh, we talked earlier about the, the David Bowie biop, the David Bowie biopic, uh, how it was not licensed by its you know by its proper channels to get his music. Something that is rough, licensed by proper channel is the Richard Pryor biopic that is coming. Uh, it is announced that it's going to be written, directed, and produced by Kenya Barris, who is the creator of the shows like Blackish, Grownish, mm. all the ish shows that you see on TV now. <laughs> Uh yeah, uh, so Richard Br- uh, is gonna be produced by his wife. I forgot. I I forget okay. her name. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so that, this basically license and funny thing is like a Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. a Richard Pryor biopic is something that's been. It's been Jennifer Lee. Jennifer Lee Pryor. That's what it is. They've been trying to get that off the ground for like for years. So yeah. many years. Uh, like for a while. Like for a while. Uh, like there was one gonna be produced by uh Chris Rock and Adam Sandler. Marlon Wayans was gonna star in. Uh, most recently, there was one that was like really close. Recently, there was one that was going to be directed by Lee Daniels. It was going to star Mike Epps' Pryor, who, funny Ooh. enough, also lost out on the role of Barlow Wayans in the Adam Sandler version. Uh, uh, going to star, uh, yes, yeah, going to star Mike Epps' Pryor, Eddie Murphy as Pryor's dad, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey as Pryor's grandmother, and Kate Hudson as Pryor's wife, Jennifer Lee. Huh. Uh, thing is, it was a Weinstein film. And got caught up in that whole like shit story uh, with that company. Yeah. That, that's what. That's why that never happened. Yeah, uh, Miramax seen, seen some shit. Oh yeah. Well, no, this, no, yeah. This, this, was, this was the wine thing. I mean, this was like way post Miramax. Oh yeah, I know. But I'm I just mean, saying, like, yeah, I, I mean, just you're right. You're right. Mir- Miramax, Miramax. Miramax has seen some shit. You're right. But <laughs> uh, so yeah, Richard Pryor. I mean, I, I think it's. I mean, get, put, you know, biopics. No question. I just really hope that they don't. They don't hold back because I mean. Nothing that pri- nothing that prior is really that private, honestly. Because like we, we all know he had drug problems. We all know he was kind of, and that really like affected how he how he did. And, and matter of fact, um, yeah, he actually I think he there was one movie he actually directed himself that was based, kind of based on his own life. I don't remember what it was called, uh, but yeah. So I mean, Richard Pryor biopic. That's something you'd be. Is that something you're interested in? Because I'm, I'm, I yeah. am. Because I, I love Richard Pryor. I think he's one of the I funniest like people of all Pryor time. I always liked Pryor with uh, Gene Wilder films. I oh yeah. Like another, an, another you, I think, was really good. See no, hear, hear no evil, see no evil. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of that stuff I enjoy. I always liked the two of those guys. I thought they played well off one another. Uh, yeah. No, I. Abs- abs- oh yeah, the, mo- the movie uh, that's basically based on his life is called uh, JoJo Dancer. Your life is calling. Okay. So that's, that's basically based on his own his own struggles. Okay. Well, so. yeah. No, I, I I'd be on board for it. I mean, especially because he had. It seemed like all those comedians back in the day had such a rough like life. You know what I mean? Because yeah. even if you look at Farley, you look at uh, you know Andrew Dice Clay, Sam Kinison, you know uh, obviously like Eddie Murphy, uh, Richard Pryor, uh, George Carlin, like any of the guys that you get, the big guys that you can think of, you know, stand up wise, you know what I mean? You always, it's, it'd be interesting to see because those guys were just like really, you know, king of their craft and you kind of want to see a little bit of like what, you know, what drove them to do that, you know? And, and like how, what was their, what were they struggling with behind the, you know, when they weren't on the stage, what were they struggling with behind the, behind the camera or behind the, you know, eyes watching you? 
Yeah, so I mean, we'll definitely see. I'm, I'm definitely interested. I've always been interested in Richard Pry- yeah. Pryor biopics. So hopefully they find like a really good actor to play Pryor because I think I don't think Mike Epps look at the role now. I think he's like way past his prime. So, oh yeah, for sure. He'd have been good back earlier. For yeah. Sure. And I think I think I think actually he did get to play Pryor in uh, that Nina Simone biopic that everyone hated with Zoe Saldana. Oh okay. Uh, next piece of news talking about uh, we got some, some horses to talk about right now. Uh, it was announced that uh, we are getting Insidious Five. Not only are we getting Insidious Five, not only are Patrick Wilson and Ty Simpkins returning for the movie, but it's also announced this, that Patrick Wilson himself is going to direct. Speaking of actors directing, he is going to direct Insidious Five. This okay. is this is weird because I Insidious Insidious Two ended with him like exercising the demon, didn't it? Spoiler alert, but I'm pretty sure that's how it ended. I don't remember. All these fucking movies run together. It's it's hard. It's it's hard. Like when you get to so many movies like that, like the paranormal activities, the conjurings, the spin-offs of the conjuring. Uh it's just like, what the hell? Yeah, it's it's just hard to keep track. It really is. This will be this will be turning to the main series because it was it was that family for one and two. Yeah. And then it was just the no, I'm sorry, it was Dermot Moroni in three, and then four was a prequel. Four was a prequel, yeah, but the, it led up to. Didn't it lead up to the first Insidious? It did, yes. Yeah, I do remember that because I thought that was cool. Yeah, so that that's that's how that franchise went. So I'm very curious what yeah. you're picking up. And Ty Simpkins, Ty Simpkins also much older than he was when he did Insidious too. Well, see, the thing is, I get so confused because Patrick Wilson was also in The Conjuring. Yeah, again, another another James Wan property too. And again, that's why I get so damn confused of these properties because I'm like, what the hell? Like, you remember, know what I mean? Remember, this, I think that's this why one, they, they merge together. This one is Rose Byrne. Conjuring is uh, Vera Farmiga. There you go. Yeah. Well, why the hell does Patrick Wilson have to be in both of them? Yeah, why? <sighs> Can't get someone else. Get someone else. Get, get Luke Patrick. Wilson. Get Luke Wilson. <laughs> get Luke Wilson. Get Owen Wilson. Yeah, or Owen. Get Owen Wilson, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A wow. Tiny Tim. <laughs> <laughs> It's a ghost, a demon. Wow. So yeah, in City Chapter Five, if you're interested in that. I mean, I'm curious <laughs> sure. just to see. I'm just I'm curious just to see if I mean, Patrick yeah. Wilson can. I want to see Patrick Wilson as a director. I'm curious what he can do there. Yeah, and just because I've uh, and I, it's, it's something I always tell you though. It's like I, I'm so I'm invested in it because I've seen them. So it's like why not? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next piece you're talking about. Uh, this is one I'm actually really fascinated by. Uh, Jordan Peele, through his production company Monkey Paw, is going to be producing a remake of Wes Craven's People Under the Stairs. Now, have you seen the original People well, Under the Stairs? I have. I really like that movie. Yeah, uh, Kevin's People Under the Stairs. It's actually yep. it's like really ahead of its time movie. It basically, Get Out before Get Out happened. Yeah, I, it was a really good movie. I remember seeing that numerous times when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. excellent film. Uh, it's a movie about a kid who basically finds like secret society of people. And it's two hours in a kid who find these like this like secret society of people just trying to, trying to escape them. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's 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 really scary, really good, and actually has like a really really great satirical look at things like you know like class welfare, capitalism, gentrification, all that kind of stuff. Which I mean, this yeah. is I think this is a perfect perfect movie for Jordan Peele to tackle even as a producer. I love to see him direct it. I love to see him yeah. direct something else. Please, yeah, for sure, direct something else. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, this is you can clearly tell, like watching Get Out, like this is something he's clearly like, influenced by. So I'm, I'm sure he's gonna do yeah. a great. I'm sure he's either gonna do a great job or find someone who can do a great job with it. So, yeah, Russell, you excited? Yeah, I, I am. I, I enjoyed the the original. I believe it was what 1990. Yeah, 90. Not, 91, 91. 90 on the dot. 91. Nah. 
Okay, but yeah, I did see it. I enjoyed it. Uh, that's something, I, again, I'm going to have to write that on the list of uh, movies I need to get, pick up, and, and buy. Because uh, that was a really good one. I, I really liked it. So yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, uh, so there's that. And the last story we're talking about today uh, is that, uh, you know, it was already on D23 last year that Moon Knight was getting his own Disney Plus show. And it looks like that, it looks like they have found their actor, or at least looking at their actor, in one Mr. Oscar Isaac. Wow. So basically what, what Moon Knight is, since I know you don't know. No, no idea. Uh, Moon Knight is, he's like this, he was like this excavator, Mark Spector. Okay, and he basically like, gets like it gets like possessed by like these like old like ancient spirits. So he's like going to split personalities and develop a bunch of powers. He's basically, kind of like a, a like a, a souped up Batman who's also like super crazy. Okay, <laughs> which I, which I've always I've always like been fascinated by that character. I never thought I'd see him translate to anything. <laughs> like as far as like movies or television shows, at least like live action. But no, we're getting that, and I think Oscar Isaac he's, he's such an interesting actor. I, I think he's. I think he's great. I think he's got some incredible range. I think he'd be perfect for a character like this. And also show a really cool thing that's told me the fact that apparently he's not like he's not condemning Disney because look, he made it no secret, almost like the entire cast of the sequel trilogy. He did not like the way the sequel trilogy went. He was not he was not super happy, super thrilled with the way you know with the events that transpired in the film. So. uh yeah, uh, so I, I always thought, like, okay, it's probably not going to work with Disney anymore. <laughs> and, uh, but it turns out we got this news, and also this is his second attempt for a comp, not second, but third attempt for a comp property. I apologize that because I, I forgot Spider-Verse, but, you know, he tried to do uh, Apocalypse. That didn't work. <laughs> not his fault. He tried, but it didn't work. <laughs> Spider-Verse, he might come back with a second one. We don't know. I would love to see him come back as Miguel O'Hara. Uh, now he's got this, where like it actually gets to be his face in this. So, would you be excited to see an Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac in the MCU and Oscar Isaac get his own Disney Plus show? Yeah, sure. I, again, yeah. I mean, like again, not having not known like the character really in depth, but yeah. I mean, why not? Hmm. You know, it's always good. It, it, it's good, like as in general, just because. And kind of like what I said before, it's nice to get some different characters in the MCU. Kind of, we've followed. You know, we've followed the the core group of them for so long, you know what I mean? It's kind of nice to see him branch. It's going to be nice to kind of how I always say, like Doctor Strange, it's going to be nice to see him do stuff again uh, and just get different characters in there. I think that'll be fun. So, yeah, yeah, why not? All right, so yeah, I mean, Moon Knight is still in development over at Marvel. He's not officially cast yet, but hopefully we get the confirmation soon. And that brings the end of our movie news segment, which means we now move on to the movie of the week, that being The American President. Uh, so American President came out in 1995, I think, right? We're we're an, we're all about anniversaries. That's true. Wow. 25. How did yeah, that, how, yeah. does it, how does it keep happening? I, it's uh, it's crazy. Like people think we we probably plan this, but we really don't. Yeah, no. So America, yeah, it came out in 1995, uh, directed by Rob Reiner, who had like a had like a bit of an America America itch in the 90s between this and a few good men. Yeah, he was a big. He was a patriot there for a couple years, ninety two and ninety five. He was. Yeah. Uh, got got mass got mass critical claim at the time, but uh, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't talk about this movie anymore. They don't really talk about it. They, they, I think they mentioned it that with Sorkin, just because Sorkin wrote. Because Sorkin wrote, wrote it, but film, as far as I think like, he gets a lot of like it. It, it, it doesn't yeah. get mentioned a lot with Sorkin's work. It doesn't get mentioned a lot with uh, with um, Reiner's work. It's kind of gone by the wayside and. Honestly, watching it again now, I, d- I feel like it deserves more credit than it honestly gets. 
No, and that's the thing. And obviously, we'll talk about all the nuts and bolts of the of, of the film. But yeah, it's it's one of those ones that kind of go by the wayside. Like you don't really hear too too much about it. And that's I mean, the film works. I think it's I think it's an enjoyable film. Yeah, and we'll get into why right now because this is the American president. Uh, we we open up on the of the White House and we meet our titular character, the American president, Andrew Shepard, played by Michael Douglas. So I'm just gonna say it right now. Absolutely crushes it in this film. Aw, because and and that's the thing because Douglas in the uh, you know in the mid early nineties even in the eighties was on you know he was on his A game, you know uh, obviously you know Basic Instinct he had Wall Street, uh, anything he did you know he was always so, and, and even in, in his even in the in the late nineties too like he, he was really good in everything that he was in, so uh, he he totally embodies the president though. Absolutely, just like from the way, the way he carries himself, yeah. the way he acts, the way he talks, like he just he he feels very presidential. Yeah, and I and I like that. You 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 can also see some, like some shades of like Gordon Gecko in his performance, which I I mean I love Wall Street. So. You yeah, and that's why I made the Wall Street illusion, just because of the fact that yeah, you kind of see that that like that cutthroat aspect of his character. You can kind of see that a little bit in some of these scenes and some of the. I would, you know some of the uh, behind the scenes I wouldn't in this. Say, I wouldn't say it's a cutthroat ethic, but I would say it's like a like a confidence kind of thing because he's, he he walks That's what in I mean. Like yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he has all the confidence a, a yeah. good pre- a president would have. Yeah, as you should. As you should. <laughs> you have you literally have like the, the highest authority in the country. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we meet we meet uh, Andrew Shepard. He is coming to the end of his first term. He's like three years in, and he's looking for re-election. Uh, he's currently trying to get his crime bill, his crime bill passed, not gun control bill, crime control. Yeah, a, a bill that is not really falling very well on either side. Like conservatives think it's conservatives don't like it at all. Liberals think it's too weak. So yeah, but he thinks it might be able. He thinks it's in, the thing is like it's inoffensive enough that it can get passed. Yeah. Which is which is the deal with this? Uh, we also meet his his staff, which is, which is another another bunch of like really. Uh, characters. We got Lewis, his uh, assist, his assistant, um, domestic policy, played by Michael J. Fox. Who, funny, this is actually what inspired the creation of, Sin- of Spin City. I was gonna say, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, he's basically playing the same character with Spin City, and the reason the reason is because he was like people love this movie so much, and he's so he, Michael J. Fox is great in this film. So per- so personal, and like he's just so you just love when he when he's on the screen. You can see why he was such a you know, obviously, we always talk about Back to the Future, but you can see why he was such a like a you know a star because he's oh, just he so. I mean, anytime he's on the screen, he just he you you can't help but just to be glued to him. You know, even aside from like even aside from Back to the Future, he was just a great actor. Like he's great on Family, he's great on Aww. Family Ties. Spin City, he was Spin City, yeah. he's awesome. Uh, he's really good yeah. in that film Casualties of War. I liked him in that. I liked him in that he, one. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. actually like he's actually like a really like a really like fantastic actor, which is something yeah. something he just does not get enough credit for. No, because you, you you really just yeah. And it's a shame that obviously his career got kind of cut short with Parkinson's and stuff like that. Because I think he, there was so much more I think that he could have tackled. I, admi- I admittedly did try to like watch his hands to see if like okay, this pre this pre or post Parkinson's. It's, it's, it's you know what, dude, I did the same thing. I it's feel like pre. an asshole, dude. I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. I was looking for like uncontrolled movement. <laughs> so, uh, like I know that sounds that sounds awful. It sounds bad, now, but, but we, 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 we want to know. We want to know. On. Uh, yeah, assistant to domestic policy. Uh, we have his personal aide, uh, Samantha Mathis, Daisy from the Super Mario Brothers movie. 
Oh, Lord. That's her. Holy shit. That's right. It I think she looked familiar. Yeah. Samantha Mathis. And uh, who else we got? We got uh, AJ, uh, played by Martin Sheen, which, again, this is... You, you can see this is kind of like the genesis of the West Wing because like after this, Sorkin got really inspired and created the West Wing because of this and did bring Martin Sheen back to play the president. Oh, uh, and, and just a sidebar here. Uh, I looked it up because I was kind of curious. Fox was diagnosed with the onset of Parkinson's in 91. Oh, so, so this we, oh, is four so, years so this, later. So, so, so this, I, is, so this I, is post-Parkinson's. This is post-Parkinson's. He was diagnosed in 91, but... He only disclosed his condition in 98. So I think 98 is when it started to get worse. So he's really – so he's kind of hiding it here at this in this yeah, um, well, yeah. in this film during that time. 98 is probably when we stopped being able to hide it. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's seven years off the – you know, post-onset of it. I mean, obviously, I think you're, you're – people are going to start asking questions and wondering. But, yeah, so he, he looked con- – like, obviously, he looked controlled enough. From the, like, you couldn't really tell anything. No, you could When I looked at him on the camera. Yeah, I, I wouldn't tell. So, like, like we said, uh, he's, poll- yeah. he's polling in 68% approval rating, which is an all-time high for him. He wants to keep that momentum going to the next election, which is why he's trying to get this crime bill passed. Again, uh, no one really loves it, but it's inoffensive enough that it can get through. Uh, meanwhile, while all this is while all this is going on, uh, we go to another company. I don't I don't remember the name of, the, of this place, but G- the GDC. GDC. That's it. Yeah, the uh, Global uh, Defense Council. I didn't. I didn't know if it was a real company or not. So, yeah. The G- <laughs> yeah, I just, I just remember them talking about it. They no, I know. Up a I know. Times cause, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know if it was like one made up for the movie. Uh, the GDC, yeah. uh, who's led, who uh, the leader of the, of the company, is played by John Mahoney, who uh, he played, yeah. Fra- he played Frazier's dad on Frasier. Uh-huh. Uh Basically, what they're trying to do is they have an environmental bill they want to get passed. Yeah, uh, it's going to help reduce carbon emissions. They can't do it, so they got to call in a, a professional lobbyist, Sidney Allen Wade. Like, what I like about her is like they don't, like they they don't like spend a whole lot of time introducing her. Well, no, they sorry, I misspoke. They talk about her, but you don't see her yeah. for like what, like fifteen, twenty minutes in the movie? the fifteen minutes. Yeah, she's not in it. Yeah, to yeah, you hear it, you hear of her, and then you see her like on twenty. Yeah, yeah. We also find out that. Uh, uh, president, the president, Andy, Andrew Shepard, uh, he's a widower. Uh, his wife passed yeah. away for, from cancer. And it's kind of, <laughs> and his team actually did, they did use this as sympathy, like as like a ploy to get sympathy votes when he was up for like election. Dude, like, but when he needs to get like, but you passed. think about, yeah, but you think about it like even like because you know, you never see that. But I, you could totally see somebody like running that though, like in the day and age now. I think because it's almost because you're like almost protected, really. You you are protected, and we'll find out later on because obviously, um, you know, uh, Dreyfus's character wants to attack him on that. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah, and we we'll get to that later. But yeah, we will see that he is a, he's a, he's a single father. His daughter is uh, I don't know the actual name, but she's the Icebox in Little Giants. That's right. I knew she looked familiar too. That's her icebox. Hell yeah. Rip, Rip Moran's daughter in that movie. Yep. Uh, we also find out that the thing I do love is like the way the way people treat him. Like especially like I love, I love his interaction with AJ. Yeah. To where just like he he never turns off the official mode. He's just like, dude, AJ, you're my be- you're my best friend. You were the best man at my wedding. Like you you yeah. you, you, you can you don't have to call him Mr. President. You, you can call me. Andy. You can call me Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Call me Andy. He's like, okay, Mr. President. Like, okay, yeah. Okay, Mr. President. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's great. 
we yeah. then we then meet Sydney Al- we then meet Sydney Allen Wade, played by Annette Benning. Uh, a great actress who has never... I don't think she's ever, like, properly gotten her due. Like, I mean, I mean that, like... I mean, this kind of way. Like, she, like, the fact that she's never won an Oscar, I think, is ridiculous. She's always good in everything. And I know it gets, it gets like, looked upon now, but I thought she was terrific in American Beauty. Um, yeah. You know, uh, great in the kids. The kids are all right. Oh, yeah. I believe she was in that one, too. Um, yeah, like, kind of what you said. She's a great actress. Uh, over the years, she's done a lot of good work. And kind of what you said, just kind of... Kind of shame she never really got her accolades. I think I, I think she'll get one of. I think like eventually she'll get like a like a real like great like old old woman role, and then she'll she'll get it that way. But yeah, I mean, and I, I uh, what like Mar- married to uh, Warren Beatty too? Married right? to Warren, married to Warren Beatty, married, married to Batman basically. But, uh, <laughs> yes, but yeah, I mean, I think that Benning kind of become again much like the movie, kind of a actress who's kind of gets slept on nowadays. No one really talks about her all that much. No, she's like almost. I would compare her to almost like a Diane Lane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just want to kind of what you said. Literally, have done the same type of body of work almost because like Diane Lane's good like in serious roles too. Like I, I think didn't she get an Oscar nomination for Un- Unfaithful? She did because she's incredible in that film. She's tremendous in that movie. You know what I mean? Like, like it literally comes down to the fact when she's like cheating on her husband, played by Richard Gere, that when she's cheating on him, like she's like shaking, like as she's like trying to get intimate with another guy. Like she's like shaking. I mean, it's it's like perfect. It's, she's such an underrated actress. I always like Diane Lane and everything she does. So I, it kind of reminds me of like a Diane Lane. Like, pe- like yeah, like people people know of them, but they really underrate, yeah. they, they underrate their talents. They really do. Yeah, yeah. They're, those are really fly under the radar actresses right there. Uh, yeah. So they get to the White House. They get past a guard. Who, I'm pretty sure that's Paul Walker's boss from Fast and Furious. It is looks, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It sure the hell looks like him. Yeah. Uh, now the thing is with that bang in this movie is when we first meet her, like when they're at that scene where she's talking to AJ at the at the round yeah. at the round table, like her performance just didn't seem natural to me. Just like the way she was like the way she was like poised, the way she was like talk, the, the her speech pattern, the way she was talking yeah. was like eh, you feel it's a little jarring. But as, she, as the movie goes on, she actually like, gets she gets more natural, she gets more comfortable. I think what that's supposed to be is maybe it's me reading far too much into it, but it's kind of like. You know, it's like a foreign world to her. Yeah, and then she yeah, yeah. Me- And then she meets Andrew. And lets, it's more comfortable. In, and, you know yeah. what I mean? It starts to get, yeah. She eases back into it. And also something I, I, something I also love about Michael Douglas in this movie in general is that it actually has like a really good sense of humor to it. He does. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, like knows when knows when to turn it on and off. Exactly. And I, I love, like, I love the scene, right, like the scene right here where uh, she's like talking and she's like, shit, she's shit talking to president. But he's like right yeah. behind him. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we should beat the sh- we should take him out back and beat the, beat the shit, out of beat him. the shit out of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I completely agree. I, I I like it. He knows when to 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 be funny. He knows when to be serious. And I think that's that shows and that just shows you the the caliber actor that you know Douglas is. Oh yeah, but absolutely. It, it, he he's perfect for this role. You couldn't you know you, there's only so many people that could play president and i think he was perfect in oh yeah no he he, he is an, he was an excellent excellent inspired casting choice for him to play the president for sure yeah <laughs> uh so yeah uh she's so like embarrassed by this and again you see i, I love her body language during all this thing cuz you can tell it's just like she reacts the way anyone reacts they just make like, a huge mistake yeah and then they they take her to the oval office and yeah. they're just like talking they're just like talking and being very official, she's like she's talking really fast. She's like stut- she's stuttering. She's 
it's, yeah. a, it's adorable. And like, yeah, the, the two, the, the chemistry these two have, like, it's 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 from the jump. They're they're fantastic together. Yeah. And I, and and you got a credit to where it's right, written by Sork, and I think anything his relationships, and you've seen it all throughout his career. He really does how to like it's it's believable though. You know what I mean? He, it's he, natural. He does like he does like human connection like real like really well. That's, that's he, an aspect he, that's, like, he breaks the shit out of it. it it's an aspect yeah. that's incredibly underrated in his writing. I find. No, and and that's the thing. You can base it. It's so humanistic is the thing. You know, what I mean, you believe everything. Like you believe the interactions, even with his daughter and stuff like that. They make sure they pay attention to detail. They make sure he's just like, oh, he just doesn't have a daughter. He's taking time to care about what she's doing in school, listening to her when she's like, you know, doing her instrument for band practice and stuff like that. So he's, you can tell, you know, Sorkin puts a lot of thought into it when he writes. Yeah, and we also give credit to Rob Reiner. Look, like he, this is a guy yeah. who he just. I mean, he's kind of falling off back of the but he just knows how to handle his actors. Maybe that's, that's, maybe yeah. that's from him being an actor himself, but he knows how to do this. I mean, look, again, like in 95, you look, you had Misery in 90. You that's had right. Few Good Men, and you had this. I mean, you, you had a stretch of some good films there. He really, he really did. Princess yeah. Bride in, and Princess Bride in 87, which I know you're not a big yeah. fan of, but... Uh, I'm not. My wife loves it, so we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> let it pass, but yeah. Yeah, so... But yeah, so a huge stretch there for him. No, for sure. Uh, so basically, what happens in this interaction is, you know, they're arguing about this bill. So it's just like it's not gonna pass. Here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna have you do. Uh, if you can get me, if you can get 24 votes, you need if you can get 24 votes on this bill by the State of the Union address. I'll give you I'll give you the other 10, and you and, we, and it can pass. But it's basically a yeah. fool's errand because he's thinking he's like, there's no there's no way he can she can do this. So yeah, it's basically a win win for him. Basically, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just him. It's just him trying to get his his, appro- his approval ratings up. Uh, yeah. But he's also got another predicament. You see, uh, he has a dinner with the president of France. He had dinner with, president, dinner with the president of France, and he was supposed to go with his cousin, but she got like what, like food poisoning or something? She got sick. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, she got sick, but you know he's he's really into Sydney, so he's like, you know what? I'm gonna ask that nice that nice Sydney chick. Yeah, she'll say yes. <laughs> we'll see. So he basically like pulls the ultimate power move. He calls her at her not even her house, at her sister's house. Uh, he calls he calls her at her sister's house, and he's like, uh, "Hi, this is Sydney Allen Wade. This is the this is uh, Andrew Shepard." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, sure." He's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. I forgot to tell you what a nice ass you have. <laughs> Goodbye." Because <laughs> yeah. like her co her coworker <laughs> trying to pull a prank on her. Yeah, she's basically yeah. There's no way in hell. The pre- why would the president randomly call me? How in the hell can he even find me? You know. Yeah, I, I do love the actually. Like, how did you get his numbers? Like, uh, I I would guess the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that because you just see his like how much pool he really does have, how much he pool he oh, would yeah. have in that situation. It's it's kind of great. Yeah. So he 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 asked her out to dinner. She says yes. Meanwhile, their crime bill is their crime bill is going well. Yeah, they almost got the vote necessary to win. But but the next but the next night we have the we have the celebration dinner. That's where we meet, I guess, the the villain of the film, uh, Bob, Bob, what was this? Bob Rumson, Rumson, played by what Richard Dreyfus. What about Bob? Oh, did you see that? <laughs> played by Richard Dreyfus, who's basically Donald, basically Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> now that I, now that yeah, I really see pretty it. much. Like, Pretty much. The second he steps on the screen, your asshole meter goes off. You're just like, eh, eh, uh, eh. but that's Dreyfus. That's Dreyfus. I mean, playing it well though. He can play an asshole, so that's he can. A, a perfect casting for that too. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, yeah. Because he re- look at him, and, and, and what about Bob? Total asshole. Total I mean, asshole. Right? Total asshole. Total Yeah, so, I mean, it makes sense. He, he plays a good asshole. Yeah, so uh, so we, we go we go to the dinner. We see that it's a good thing Sydney, um, Sydney Wade is here because she's the only one at the table that can speak French. Yeah, well, oh, what are the odds of that one? And, of course, we get the, infam- the infamous dancing scene, which is anytime you look at this movie, that, that scene is like front and center. It's, that's what the poster is. It's, it's yeah. the scene that everyone knows, and it's it's a it's a it's a lovely scene between the two between the two. It of them. is, and it it is. It's like it's their moment. It's like pretty much their moment, and like it was. And I love this scene where she and I love this scene because she's like, oh yeah, what do you you know? Oh my god, how do you how do you focus like with a couple hundred eyes on you? He's like, who's yeah. saying they're on me? They're pro- they're on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just like that scene between them. I really think that really helps build their chemistry. It does. You really believe it. When you're watching this, you know when you're watching this scene here, you really they're they're super charming together. Oh, absolutely! Like they're 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 a great yep they're a great pairing. And like yep. and yeah, you to, you totally buy into their their uh, their relationship. You also see how like this relationship is like affecting his presidency because like you go to the next day where he's like asking his uh, his, his his aide be like, give me the number of local florists. Yes, I'll call them for you. No, no, no. <laughs> give me. I I love this whole this whole like interaction. Yeah. It's like no, no, no. Get me the number of florists. And do what? Just give me the number. <laughs> give me the number, Janine. He just wants to have that moment to where he, he's doing something for himself. He's doing something for her. Not like just getting your aid to go do you know what I mean? He he wants to put some thought into it. You can see the the, the genuineness of his character in that. And I like that. Yeah, and I and I love the thing where he's just like, What's that natural flower of Virginia? It's, it's like uh He has her on hold and yeah, then like, goes back. Hold, please. The dogwood. The dogwood dogwood. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Okay. Uh. Yeah. I don't know my. Is like. I don't know my card. Uh, can you just like bill me directly? Like, who's? Uh. This is the president <laughs> of the United States. It's like, hello. Yeah. Hello. Uh, it's like, yeah. But I like it. Dogwood. Dogwood. It's a tree. Oh, but it's also a flower too. Yeah. Which uh, I like. It's something you'd think a florist would know. Apparently not. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Apparently, they don't sell a lot of dogwood in Virginia. I. I don't. Okay. I guess not. Sure. Like, sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, I guess. I guess not. I do love what he sends her instead, but we'll get, we'll get that in a second. But uh, we go oh, yeah, we got back to really way back funny. back at the GDC, to where I mean we do see that this isn't as cut and dry as it should be. Like because like the president's personal life is not as cut and dry as you. Well, I mean you, you wouldn't assume it's cut and dry, but you see how dirty it can be, especially when you're involved yeah. with someone who is in like a really high legal position and holds like hold the power that Sidney Allen Wade does. Yeah. Because like yeah, in in the public eye, she's going to become like a prime target. Like if any if anything yeah. happens, if any if the president passes anything that benefits yeah. her in any way, she's gonna catch she's gonna get shit for it. But then on top of that, he's also wrestling you know wrestling with things with Libya and stuff like that. Like obviously we'll see later on. But he's wrestling with all these different things. He's multitasking all these different things. So you could really see. This is a normal day in the life of the president, you know what I mean? And that yeah. and that's that's crazy that you have to juggle around all these different, um, you know, you know, all these different, um, all, pretty much all these different uh, events or all these different, you know, whatever. It, it really shows the complications of being a president. It's well, tough. Well, it also brings it to light like the complications of like, I do I do like the premise of this is like, what if the president was single? What if he tried to date while in office? Yeah, and that's huge because you think about it, it's like. We don't see that. It's usually no, it's all, we don't. all they're already tailor made as a as a couple. They're exactly. all they're all married. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do d- like that because that does add a different complication. Because the fact that he was married, he, he you know he did lose his wife. He does have a child. How's that going to affect 
her? Like, how is it going to affect the child by him dating somebody? Not only so he's the, wrestling with all that different, all not, that different stuff. Not only that, like, how is it going to affect him in the eyes of the American people? And that's the thing, and that's why he will we'll, we'll look later about why he loses a little bit of his uh, of approval. Yeah. Uh, so the thing, the thing he ends up sending her, he sends her a Virginia ham, which is great. Which is great. I love that moment. <laughs> Yeah, it's like welcome to Virginia. Here's a Virginia ham. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like we said, it's, it's already kind of starting to have like to have an effect on on his work life. You know, he's kind he's kind of you know giving some things the, sh- the short the short shrifts. Uh, but he does have it over for dinner where he does meet meet the daughter. It's it's, it's a nice it's it's a nice scene between the two of them. <laughs> Meanwhile, we cut to like Repu- Republic Nick Republican Center. Where it's just, yeah. I mean, the movie's pretty. It's pretty like s- grounded in reality, except for this like one scene plays like straight up like a like a Bond super villain thing because it's literally like yeah, all the yeah, Republicans. It's like the typical thing you pick like a bunch of like Republicans sitting in like a library, like, or an, like an office, yeah. all smoking cigars, all drinking brandy, <laughs> drinking fancy fancy liquor. Yeah, uh, we see that uh, because of this, because of you know this whole relationship the president's in. They see this as an opportunity to go in and try and you know mount a mount an offensive to try and get a nominate you know try and be not become like the the opposing force in the next election. Yeah, which which what, yeah which what Dreyfus is going to be and something I find interesting like please watching it Dreyfus and I don't think Dreyfus and uh, Douglas interact once throughout this entire film. No, they're never on the camera at the same time. Yeah. It's always like, they you are, know, yeah. They are he, never, he's always watching them. They are never on screen together at the same time. But you can always uh-huh. feel the presence of the other. Uh, like, the layer in the film. You always feel the presence of the other. Yeah, for sure. Like, Because you know that th- that's who they're running against. And you, you, but you, you, you feel that because they, yeah. Yeah, you never see them together, but you always know the other's watching. Yeah. I find that fascinating. It's kind of it's kind of like Heat, you know, when uh, with with yeah. uh, uh, De Niro and Pacino. Yeah, yeah. Because they just have that what? One, don't they? They just have that one scene together. Yeah, one scene. That's it. Maybe maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, I'd like this next one too. So what happens? The din- the dinner goes well. Uh, you, you like basically say like, hey, I mean, I know this is going to cause a lot of stir, but I mean, I I want you so. Please say yes. And then they're, you know, they they kiss they kiss in the dish room, and he comes like uh, secret service guy comes in like, uh, sir, yeah, uh, we gotta cut this short. Libya, uh, Libya just bombed, just bombed somewhere. Yeah, we gotta we gotta go we gotta go handle that. Yeah, I I, I gotta go handle shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you want to see like the levels that Douglas goes to in with his performance. You look at this next scene because it, it really. Something else this movie does really well. It demonstrates how hard being the president truly is. Because, like, you have this scene where yeah. he has to decide, okay, it's like, okay, we know where these people are hiding out. Problem is, this is, like, a commercial building. Okay, so, like, we yeah. got to decide when to bomb. Okay, so we got to bomb. It. So if we're going to bomb, we got to do it with the night shift. Like, are there going to be casualties? Yeah, there are a few night managers, but... There's going to be less there than it would be, obviously, in a daytime strike. Exactly. So he, yeah. so, I mean, he ultimately has to order the strike, but he doesn't, he doesn't feel good about it. He really does not feel no, good about he, it. Because he knows there's people there that are innocent, like how he even mentions about like there's innocent workers there going going to work not knowing that this is going to be their, they're going to be killed at work. Yeah, going into work, going to be killed, and that's the real humanistic approach that you see. You know, Douglas does care about 
you know, everybody. He wants to do, uh, he doesn't want to do it, but he knows that he has to. And this is the only way it's going to minimize the, um, the casualties. Cause he even asks, well, yeah, it's in the center of, of the town or whatever. Like they goes, are we going to, are we going to kill anybody else? He's like, well, if we miss, he's like, you're going to say we're going to miss. Yeah. No, we're going to hit it. You know what I mean? So he does care. Yeah, no, he does. And you, you can see like, he's just a good, a generally good dude. But something I think they do that. Yeah. Something I think they do that's brilliant after this. When he gets to the press conference, he sets all answer all questions about this bombing, and the media could not give a fuck. They all want to know about Sydney. Exactly, and exa- it's exactly what the media would do now. They would jump on a situation where if it exploits something that they want that would sell ratings, that's what they want. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and that's and that yeah. and that's the thing. Like I and that's the thing. Like they say in like media, like sex sex sells. It, it does, you know. And they illustrate it's, that it's, it's that juicy, it's that juicy gossip. Exactly. Uh, so you know, Sydney comes back, and they really like just have a discussion of like, you know, where where is this going? Like, what 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 are what are we doing? But I do like how he he ends the the meeting though with with thoughts directed towards the people that lost their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not about it's not about who I'm dating. People like tragically lost their lives today. You know, they we did. need to shift he that tra- focus on he tries them. To keep, he tries to keep on track. Yeah, so that I mean, I do, I do like that aspect of it because it's not about who I'm seeing. I mean, it's about the fact that we had to tragically lose unnecessary lives that we lost today. You know, exactly. And I, li- and I like that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So uh, turns. Yeah. So uh, like we like we said, uh, Rumson is he announced that he is running for president. Uh, what what was it, what was his state? Is that New Hampshire? Oh God! You talk about uh, 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 Rumson State. Damn it! Is it Indiana? It is Indiana. You're right. No, no, you're right. It is Indiana. Is it Indiana? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It, thinking, it, knew, no, wait. It's Kansas. It was it's like, Kansas. Okay. I was thinking farm. I was thinking farm. I couldn't think of where though. I th- no. I, I think okay. the spe- I think the, the speech he's giving is in Indiana, but he's representing Kansas. Okay, and then there's a couple where he pulled. He wanted them to contact a couple senators from Indiana when he was trying to push to get extra votes. Yeah, when he was losing votes to back end. Yeah, okay, exactly. That makes sense. But something okay. something that's like really like eerie to watch now, which is like how very similar this is to Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can see where they have a little bit of that on there. Yeah, for sure. Like the the, the the pride is back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just come on. Uh, so now they're also in like a jam the next day because the media knows that Sid that Sydney is there. I guess they know her car at this point because they're around like yeah, every and exit. They, and they know every exit out of the White House. I find that funny. Yeah, you have secret compartments for for you know I mean, you could easily like hide her and take her out somewhere else. You know, or like yeah, like hide her know, hide her until she goes hide her until they all go away and then and then, and then get her out. It's like, dude, she was never there. She's not here. Like, what are you, like, what are you like, talking about? Her car is here? About it. That, 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 that's actually not my car. <laughs> she broke down. Somebody picked her up. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen Sydney. Yeah. Who, who is she? I don't even know anybody named Sydney. Uh, we then basically get a montage of... It's basically a montage of their relationship and the, the way the... It's, it's their relationship, the, up, the upcoming election, the re-election, and the way both the yeah. bills are developing. Uh, yeah, like him juggling all that. Yeah, relationship going really well. The environmental bill going really well. Uh, his numbers, however, they're kind of taking really a decline. They're going really <laughs> down. They're not doing well. 
so uh, yeah, uh, there are so see, there are forty-two days. So after the montage, there are forty-two days till the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Not, not sorry, not that. Till the State of the Union address, and they need yeah. ten more votes. They're close, uh, but there's a problem. Uh, you see, the president's numbers are polling. I think he's polling at like 50, 49 at this point, or forty-one. Some, somewhere. Yeah, right. he was close to forty-one. I thought near the one. His lowest was forty-one. That's right. Okay, so basically, what happens is, uh, again, in a move that's ser- eerily similar to something the our, the the GOP tried recently. Uh, they've managed to find an older picture of Sydney in which she was at a rally in which yeah. a flag was being burned. You I, and that you could tell you like again, you can see that like today. It's it's well, no, I mean, they did see the that. same. Remember, shit. remember when uh, AO- no, 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 I'm saying, yeah, remember when AOC was trying to run and like try to they tried to slam her because she made a dance video in college, yeah, yeah, no, but I'm saying that's that's the shit you see now, like it makes sense. Especially like like she's associated with the president, so obviously we have to we're gonna hammer it hard, you know what I mean? Exactly. But like I, yeah. I do I do like the way that she <laughs> I do like the way that like he be like points out so like, okay, so wait. So they're so they're trying to slam because a woman I didn't know thirteen years ago when I wasn't president was protesting yeah. something that doesn't exist anymore by doing something that's not illegal. So basically I had zero part in this and they're gonna take it out on her. Why? Why? Yeah, it's <laughs> Yeah, it's stupid, man. It's but that's that shit that we always see now though. We see how many times have we seen it in the in the media and stuff like that, or just even in social you know, our social medias where things that, you know, come back to bite somebody in the ass, you know what I mean? That they post, you know what I mean? Like in just in a heat of a moment or just like uh when they were completely, you know, just a different train of thought, you know what I mean? Just in a moment they say something hatred and yeah. it defines them for the rest of the you know what I mean? Defines them for the rest of their lives. You exactly. know what I mean? People people change, people grow, you know. That's the whole idea of you know you know growing up as a person. You're you know you're constantly changing, so yeah. It, this is totally totally you can see it happening now, and like how you said, it, it has happened. But I mean, again, it's still relevant twenty five years later. No, exactly. And you see that, like, yeah. And you see that, uh, like, uh, Rumson is he's he's mounting support. Yeah. Because I mean, the things he's saying, you understand people will buy into them because. Yeah, I mean, he's someone who she's someone who represents like a really powerful like a branch who would have interest in bills the president would pass. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that Davis is doing that he's really discour- discouraged from is that he's not saying anything. He's not responding. And that's and that's the, that's the thing. Kill him with silence. You know, kind of kind of what you know. Uh, what he said in the in the limo ride, he's like, well, he's like, I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah. Like, I, I, why why give it my attention? If I give it my attention, then I make it I make it relevant. If I don't say anything, it's like it, it like how he said it'll go away. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a bad sh- I, I, th- I think it's a good strategy, but it's not working out for him so well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good strategy too because you're kind of denou- well, you're not denouncing it, but you're just saying you know I'm just not I'm, why waste my energy in talking about something that literally doesn't pertain to me. I mean, it does currently because she did this in her past. We didn't know each other. I wasn't president. This, this isn't relevant now. This shouldn't be relevant now. Yeah, like, what, like what, what, does, like, what does this matter? And then they... Yeah. And then, like, he does some, like, again, some, like, really... Some shit that they would pull, they would pull today 
where he's saying yeah. like she would she exchanged sexual favors for votes. Uh, dude, I could and, and again. I, I thought back to like not not just like the Clinton administration, but I just thought back like administrations in general where they were like, yeah, I could totally see that this shit this shit writes itself now. You could totally do that. Totally like, do it now. You, you could you you could use the same script today. <laughs> In the same, Absolutely, and, 20, yeah. and it would make just as much sense. Yeah, it, it actually, and like, remember, um, what was it? What the hell movie was it? Um, oh my god, what, it wasn't not Olivia Wilde. Where did she have? Uh, she had sex for information. They say was that Richard Jewell? That was Richard Jewell. Yeah, like almost something like that, pretty much. You know what I mean? Like basically, yeah. Why, why do you have to? Ch- why do you have to exchange sex for 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 information? Yeah, like the two, like. They they were they were both consenting adults. They weren't exchanging. Like it's I don't know. It, again, it sells. Controversy sells. They're gonna they're, they they're gonna want to hit that. So it makes sense. Exactly. But I, and I do love like the dedication they show each other because she's just like okay maybe it's better maybe it's better if I just like go away for a while. Yeah. And I disappear. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she's like no I, no I I mean I want to be I want to be with you and if I'm gonna I'm gonna lose or win I'm gonna do it by you. Yeah, he's like, or, or like she said, I'll, I'll go somewhere. He's like, I'll find you, or yeah. something like that. I think. Uh, but then something happens that like really puts him in a bind, uh, because yeah. he finds out that they are really cl- there. I'm sorry. He, fi- he finds out that they are. That she's close to getting the bill passed. Yeah. She also finds out, he, like she left that slip, but she also lets it slip that there is one. There, there are some senators from, I think, Michigan. Is it Michigan? Michigan, uh, Michigan would make, that would make sense because for, because Ford's there. I think it's Michigan. It would have to be Michigan then. Yeah, I would yeah. assume. Yeah, auto, auto. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are senators from Michigan who are like hold, who are like holding out. Okay. And they're just like, hey, we're not big on your crime bill, but we hate that bill even more. So you shut that shit down, and we'll give you the votes because they, they are so close to passing the crime bill. I think they only yeah. need like three. They only need like three more votes to get it through. Yeah, t- yeah. So like he's really contemplating like, okay, if I shut her bill down, she's probably gonna hate me, but I'll get my bill through. Yeah, it's one of those things you 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 lose either way. It's like, well, what the hell do you do? Yeah, uh, and I mean, he he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it at first, but things are not going well. I mean, so much so that Michael J. Fox curses at a guy out on the phone, which. Was weird for me to hear. I never heard Michael J. Fox use the word "fuck" ever. He dropped the f bomb. He I did. What? <laughs> what? Marty Mc- Marty McFly used the f word. They drop a couple in this movie. I'm like, I, th- I thought they, it was rated R for a second. They do. Yeah, it's a so- it's a solid PG-13 with like I think three f words on it. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised you can get away with that. You usually only get away with one, like one or two. Yeah, I think so. things were a little bit softer back in '95. I think they kind of. Yeah. I mean, not like not saying that they tightened up much, but I think it, you could only get away with saying it one time. Anything more than one was R, right? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so they must have tightened it up right after that. Then I'm kind of curious when they did that. Yeah, it had to be. Uh, but then you know it's time for him to make a decision because it's time for him to do something because Lewis Michael J. Fox he's he's, he's losing. He's just like, hey, look, you're polling really bad, and Robinson's gaining speed. And I love what he says because perfectly illustrates what I think is why why people like fall the way they do, especially like when like hardcore Trump supporters fall the way they do. Is because like when there's like when there's no one else talking, they have no one else to listen to. Whoever's talking, yeah. they will listen to whatever they say. Yeah, and I think it's like a really interesting thing he po- he points out. I was like, oh yeah, no, that's that, that's that actually would be very true. Yeah, yeah, that, that entire 
that entire back and forth between Douglas and Fox, I actually think is it's really great and really insightful as to like yeah. why people vote the way they do. And not only does this does a good job at handling politics and like handling like the complications of someone in this higher position having a romantic interest, it handles the complication. It handles like the reason people vote the way they do. It handles like the idea that people don't always vote with their heads. Yeah. Like they, 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 that happens. I, yeah, they yeah. vote emotionally as opposed to voting smart. Which I mean, you can't. Those aren't mutually exclusive. I'm not saying that, but like, they they don't they don't vote with you know what they think. They vote with what they feel. And he know and he knows that, and he's used that in his, in his campaign a couple times before. But uh, yeah, things take a turn. They take a turn really late though. It's like 20 minutes left, and this is where they have like the big "I don't like you anymore." Yeah, they 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 hold yeah, off until the end just because. Uh, so, uh, Davis basically screws Sydney Sydney in out of her job because uh, he makes the deal to table to table the environmental bill for the Michigan State for the vote for the crime bill. Uh, so that so that can get passed. So so that can get passed. Therefore, she gets fired because she did not do she did not do the thing that what that she got brought there to do. And yeah. uh, as you can imagine, Sydney's pretty pissed. Yeah, I mean, as you would be, you lost your job. I mean, and again, that's how cutthroat that that game is, man. You know, you could see that you're expendable. They could get somebody else to fill your spot tomorrow. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, she 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 breaks up with them. She says, "I'm not voting. I'm not voting for you." That's like that's the real like twist Ooh. of the night. Ooh. <laughs> thank uh, God you don't live in Georgia. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, but what counted anyway? <laughs> Bitch doesn't ca- bitch doesn't live in Georgia, bitch. If you lived in Florida, yeah. Florida, Flo- yeah, Florida, you're fine. Nah. Uh, yeah, I'd be like, you're fucked, girl. I got you. Yeah, but then, uh, <laughs> nah. yeah, but then Andrew, but then Andrew takes like a really hard look, like what he's been doing. He, he understands. He kind of starts to understand like his biggest problem as a president was the fact that he's not particularly forthcoming on anything in particular. Like, that, was the, that was the whole thing with the crime. But like, she was like, it, it won't, it will not stop crime. <laughs> That's yeah, the, and. I, but the thing I think he grows in this aspect because he cares more about approval rating, not doing what's right. Exactly. Just more what, what are what are people thinking of you? You have. And then this is where I think he grows as the president. No, he does. Not 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 just thinking the approval rating. It's like, well, shit. How I act impacts other people. So let me like back. And then he thinks back to, and that's why I like that. Um, it goes back to that almost the conversation he had earlier with uh, Lewis. Which I think is great, and like for for the ending of the film, like kind of pulling it together. I mean, he actually listens to Lewis's rationale behind it. Yeah. That's what he's been trying to tell him from the get go about the crime yeah. control. And then he comes, then he comes in and he delivers, and he delivers the speech. And Douglas in this scene knocks it out of the park. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because uh, you can tell it's not like one of those ones that somebody wrote. It's coming from him. Exactly. That's when you believe it more. It's not like, oh, I can read off a teleprompter, blah, blah, blah. This is me reading, you know. It's like he's speaking it from the heart. This is how he feels. He wants to convey that to everybody. And I and I and kind of what you said, he knocks it out of the park. And like what you said, like he's just he even says he's just like, I was too concerned with keeping the job as opposed to doing the job. Yeah. That's the thing. And, so yeah. he announces he take he take he scraps the crime bill. And like the whole thing was he wasn't coming down hard enough on gun control, which is what which something yeah. Blue wasn't a fan of. But he's like, you know what? That's going back in. Because that's well, the be thing. Yeah. Well, because he wanted to go broad. He wanted to go, let me just do it for, let me just say, describe in general yeah. instead of being specific. If, I, if I'm broad, 
I don't have to address specific. You know what I mean? I think he kind of realizes shit. You know, Lewis was right. And that's why I kind of like what Lewis is kind of smiling at that because he's like, yeah, he's like, finally, he listened to me at the beginning of the film, kind of what he was talking about with the whole gun control and stuff like that and how that leads to the to the violence. So and he also, like, and know, also makes a yeah. motion to put through uh, Sydney's bill for the envi- for the environmental uh, carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide emissions. Which is nice, yeah. Which, which is nice. And, I mean, it makes sense. It's a, it's a much stronger bill. It's much more written. It's a much more well written bill. It's much it would be a much more effective yeah. bill in the long run. And, yeah, for sure. And like the way he's, doing, he's, he's getting hives, like like watching, like yeah, like if, if he ended his speech with, I'm Andrew, Cl- I'm Andrew Shepard, and I'm the goddamn president, I wouldn't have been shocked. Yeah, and I'm the motherfucking president. Boom. And I'm the Mike mother. Trump, and I'm the motherfucking president. That would that would be the cue for like a Sam Jackson president <laughs> yeah. type thing. Uh, so he goes back to his office. He's like, you know, what? I'm gonna go sit down at his house. I'm going to stand outside until she forgives me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but surprise, surprise, Sydney's Sydney was watching the whole time, and she's already there. Short commute to the White House, I guess. What? I was like, well, doesn't she always get lost? Take that wrong trip or that wrong uh, turn or whatever. And doesn't yeah? And doesn't that he circle? Yeah. And and doesn't he? <laughs> What was I gonna say? Didn't he just finish talking? <laughs> like, how did she get yeah, this? Like, dude, where the hell was she? Was she like, was she at a bar? She was near there. the White House. She like, was. Where in... the hell was she at? Watch it. Yeah. She never left the White House. <laughs> that bitch was there. She was in a different wing. Yeah. So, obviously, obviously they recon- they reconcile and say the union address. He gets a massive standing ovation from the House, which implies that he's gonna get reelected. We don't know. Movie ends, and there is no sequel. So. Uh, yeah, that's the American president. So, Russell, final thoughts on the American president? I think we talked about it the whole time. I think it's a well done film. I think Reiner really directs the shit out of this movie. It's 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 believable. You know, the characters with Andrew Shepard and obviously Sylvia, like you buy that. Um, it's just it's the the writing of Sorkin. You know, the 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 human aspect of that interaction. Just paying attention to detail and human interaction and connection. I think is a big thing for Sorkin. But you believe it. You believe that he is, you know, this widower looking for a love again. He's trying to get back on track and also juggle that and juggle, you know, with the responsibilities of duty and country. You know, I mean, it's 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 you get thrown into this world just like she does. Um, And he really grows as a person. You see the the you know, the growth of him from the beginning to to the end, you know, leading by being a leader. Like Lewis said, you know, they need a leader. And I think that strikes back to him. But, yeah, it's an excellent film. Um, I think it's a really good film, and you know, I, I think it's you know, it was funny. It was perfect timing, I think, and I, I'm glad that I kind of thought of the idea for the political movies. I was like, why not? Uh, and again, it's a good film, kind of underrated film that's gone by the the wayside here. We don't really hear much about it 25 years later. No, we don't. We should. I I agree. I think it's a great look at. I think it's a great look at the. What I'm trying to say the per the personal nuances of politics. I think it's a great look at you know, a great wolf scenario. Like what what if the president tried to date somebody? Uh, yeah. That's great performance. Is great writing and. Yeah, movie more people should should be really be watching. This movie's fantastic. I I really like this one a lot. I think it's I think yeah. it's great. Probably one of Reiner's better films. And yeah, one more people should definitely seek out and watch if you have and uh, the American President, fantastic, fantastic film. So that's gonna do it for us here today. Uh Russell, we'll get our plugs before we head out. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Notorious by Chance is the group name. Go ahead and join. Uh like and rate our, our podcast too so we can help you know, spread the word to other people so we get other people to join. But, yeah, you can find us there. That's where we put up uh, the polls to have you guys vote on, what we uh, review. Also find us, YouTube, Notorious by Chance. Uh, and that's really about it. And find me on Twitter, Instagram, at Chance Wars underscore 91. 
And uh, check out the Schmodown where I compete. Uh, got a big match coming up. Spectacular. It's going to be this December. Uh, yeah, join the, uh, subscribe to that channel. Subscribe to SEN. Join the Patreon. Do all that stuff. And actually, last Monday, I was actually on uh, the Inner Geekdom show on the SEN. We talked all about uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. And it was a fun conversation with Winston and uh, RB3. That was fun. And uh, that's going to do it for us here. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next time.